right, and welcome back to the Shared Breaker podcast. We are here for the final episode of Mistborn, the Final Empire. We read chapters 34 through to the end of the epilogue. Uh, I am Midnight, and I am here with Mythic. Hello. And Darkness. Hi. <laughs> That's so unenthusiastic. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, I mean, well, I mean, he's he's just mad because you know Rashak came and fucked him up. So we're gonna get into all sorts I mean, I felt, of things. I feel like he should have been happy though for the ending, but you know, I honestly, Pies I <laughs> we're gonna get to that. We'll get to those things. Mm. All right. First of all, we're starting off obviously with the epigraph of chapter thirty-four, which is, "I never wanted to be feared. If I regret one thing, it is the fear I have caused." Fear is the tool of tyrants. Unfortunately, when the fate of the world is in question, you use whatever tools are available. So do you agree that using fear is okay if the fate of the world is in question? No. Of course. Everybody should fear you from the beginning. Uh, Also, what do you guys think this says about the story? Because obviously (laughs) the Lord Ruler used fear to rule the world after he... First off, first off, off, we already know the answer to most of these questions now because you we the book. I mean, I already—I've been saying it from the start that he's not the same person. I know he's not the same person, but still, like these Regardless, epigraphs still, still have fear. a lot. The epigraphs are still meant to have a lot to say about the story, even though you do learn that obviously the writer of this logbook is not the Lord Ruler. <laughs> well, I don't understand. It's like the pages finished where we know it finished, but they're still going. So this is like after, right? So this is just random parts from before that. Okay, so it's like just scattered all over the place. Yeah, I think some of them are scattered. I'm not sure if they're all in order. I'd have to go back and look at them all, but I don't I don't think they're necessarily in order cuz like some of them are just like his thoughts. Although I do think the last epigraph or two might be the fo- actual final pages cuz they're like him thinking about like, oh, it's about to come to an end. I'm going to die, guys. <laughs> the one person I thought would stab me in the back stabbed me in the back. <laughs> Anyways, uh, you could so yeah. see that coming. If you don't have any more thoughts with the epigraph, we can move on to the fight. One well, of the two I mean, epic fights. Sure. Uh, so we start with Kelsier's point of view as he charges at the Steel Inquisitor while burning ATM. The Inquisitor also burns uh, ATM as well, and Kelsier swipes at the Inquisitor with daggers, and the Inquisitor uses an axe. Kelsier pushes off a group of soldiers to throw himself at the Inquisitor and kicks him in the face. Kelsier then pulls on a single soldier and then onto a group to his right to cause a soldier to be thrown into the Inquisitor. So these four soldiers are just being like, used yeah. as like random objects. Uh, I'm also just going to say beforehand, I laughed at things in this like few chapters, these next few chapters that I probably should not have laughed at. But you know. Oh yeah, yeah, no, there, there's definitely some parts in here that are really funny. Like Marsh. <laughs> Uh, what do yeah, you think? Yeah, like like people that can't fucking die in this whole book. God <laughs> ah, damn, just die! Like, why are you like, not dead? I love Marsh. Marsh is one of my favorite characters. I mean, okay, anyway. oh no, no. I mean, we'll get to it. Never mind. I'll, we'll, I'll, we'll get to it. We'll I'll get go, to it. That's I'll, go on my rant. I'll go on my rant in a minute. Yeah, yeah. That, that's that's a couple chapters off. Not right. that part. Okay, so Kelsey, uh Yeah, so he uses that one soldier to throw at the Inquisitor, uh, and the Inquisitor then rips one of the iron cages off of one of the empty carts and throws it at Kelsier, who ends up inside the cage, pushing against all sides to keep himself in the middle of it as it gets as it's, like, launched. Uh, in which the Inquisitor gives a nod of respect to once the cage comes to a stop. He's just like, huh. 
That was good. That was cool of you. <laughs> just yeah, that. I, I, I just thought of that like a fucking hamster wheel. But... <laughs> so Kelsier then pushes outward while using Pewter to explode the cage. Kelsier pulls and pushes on the metal bars to send them at the Inquisitor, who easily the diverts the bars. The coolest fucking shit ever. Yeah, he does some really cool shit here. Uh, Kelsier and the Inquisitor then move around the area, pushing off soldiers as they go. While Kelsier is flying over the soldiers, he notes that Ham's guards are at the last prisoner cage, but there are Imperial soldiers with obsidian-tipped arrows. Kelsier pushes two metal bars between the archers and the fleeing Ska, and by pushing on one end and pulling on the other, he causes the bars to spin and deflect the arrows. He then crashes no, the two... Like air. If he made a fucking fan. He made like a, yeah, like windmill fan. Yeah, things with the iron fan, bars. It blew, it blew their trajectory down. I was like, that is the coolest motherfucking shit ever. <laughs> this man is like, advanced as hell. Uh, he then crashes the two metal bars into the archers, causing many to die. He then turns to look for the Inquisitor, seeing Ham reach for Noah and Spook's cart as he glances around. Yeah, what did you guys think of Kelsier's advanced use of steel and iron in this fight so far? Until he died, though, it's like, oh man, this was, that was really cool. <laughs> and he dies in the most pitiful fucking way. Oh, uh, I'm sorry, but I think I laughed at how he died. Yeah, no, I'm sorry, but it is the stupidest way after you show this badass fight, <laughs> and then you're just like, he's dead. Like, we'll, we'll get to that, that I'm pretty sure uh, that's supposed uh, to be the point, is that he's just like, pathetic compared to the lord ruler i just i want i want the fact that he's having this whole like super fight scene like long extended shit like like this is the epitome of like you know fighting an inquisitor or whatever right mm -hmm. and i'm just gonna leave it at that until we get to the part i'm talking about because okay because okay. <laughs> uh... this is like so frustrating to me bro. <laughs> so kelsey then sees ellen hurry up to renault asking which cart vin was in the Inquisitor then appears and a, with an obsidian axe in each hand and buries one in Renault's back. The Condra's eyes go wide as it jerks. The Inquisitor then looks to Ellen, and Kelsier isn't sure if the Inquisitor doesn't recognize Ellen or if it just doesn't care. He hesitates for a moment before remembering that Vin loves Ellen and then rushes to save him. Kelsier blasts himself into the Inquisitor and begins to strangle him with pewter-enhanced grip. The Inquisitor struggles and Kelsier realizes that Marshall's right. The Inquisitors do fear for their life and thus can be killed. Ellen is right beside Kelsier, and Kelsier tells Ellen that Vin wasn't on Renault's barges, so she's fine. One of Ellen's bodyguards shows up, and Ellen allows himself to be dragged away. The Inquisitor is unable to pry Kelsier's hands off his neck before flipping away, Kelsier following him. So what do you think about this, Ellen dashing the, into the fight? That, is that not the scene where he, where uh, Kelsier's like, uh, God damn it, girl, I'm gonna save a fucking noble? Yeah. I was like, mm. if if you didn't, if he didn't had, had put the whole... Uh, father-daughter aspect into that, right there I would have been like, yeah, you love her. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ, what a fucking... What a cuck move. But yeah, so what did you think about Ellen like, just fucking dashing into this Inquisitor like, fighting a Mistborn fight, and was like, I, I thought he was gonna show her. some... I thought he was gonna show some powers. No, At no powers. He just jumps in and he was like, I was like, oh, he's gonna, like, awaken the misting or whatever. Uh-huh. <laughs> Ellen Loki pissed me off like throughout like the whole next <laughs> two chapters. Yeah, I know. Yeah. The only thing he had going for him was later, way later when he has a speech that we don't even get to know. Right, exactly. <laughs> and I'm just like, you mother. The like, dumbest fucking shit. I was like, God damn it! The one thing, the one thing <laughs> I wanted from Ellen, and you can't even give it to me. Uh, I can, I, I can see why they fucking love each other. There's literally a match. Like, yeah, they're both fucking dumb. <laughs> Oh my gosh. 
Uh, so Kelsier meets Renault's eyes as the conjurer leans against her heart and gives a nod. The conjurer then drops to the ground with a sigh, and Kelsier tells Ham that Renault is dead and to leave. The Inquisitor then speaks to Kelsier, calling him the survivor, and saying he was promised to fight, and Kelsier responds that he wasn't done yet. Uh, so what were your first thoughts on this interaction between Kelsier and the conjurer before, like, obviously you read farther? What do you mean? That he just said, oh, the conjurer's dead? Yeah, the fact that, like, he gives his nod to the conjurer, then the conjurer falls over, and then he tells Ham it's dead. Oh, I didn't actually recognize the fact that he gave a nod to it first. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna be honest, yeah. I didn't either, but I just straight up thought Renault was dead, and I was like, okay, cool. Another death in this book. And then literally they find out later he's not dead, and I'm like, what the fuck? There's no death in this book. Yeah, no, I, I was gonna say, regardless of, like, me just skimming over the fact that he, like, you know, nodded or whatever, yeah. I didn't think he was down, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, no, I, I didn't, I didn't. I don't know, from the end of this book, from the end of this book, I don't think Kelsher's dead either. I didn't expect him to, like, come back the way he did, but I didn't think he was down. So. <laughs> uh, imagine Renault walking back into the, the hideout. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah guys, act- I'm not dead. Yeah, actually. <laughs> uh, so we switch to Vin's point of view. As she mentions to Dachshund that she thinks she saw Ellen. She goes to get a better view, but doesn't see him. She knows to Dachshund that Renault is down with an axe in his back, and Dachshund mentions that it may or may not be fatal for a Kandra. So if you didn't me- <laughs> catch the nod, they're just like, yeah, that may or may not actually kill him. He, he could just be fine. <laughs> How do you kill one of those? We don't know. No idea. Uh, she also mentions that all the prisoners are free and she no longer sees Ham, sees Ham or Spook but that Kelsier is still fighting the Inquisitor uh, so we switch back to Kelsier as he punches the Inquisitor multiple times causing it to stumble in response the Inquisitor slaps Kelsier and causes him to fall to the ground once back on his feet he begins pulling on tons of small metal and pushing and pulling them all around the Inquisitor burning ATM to each dozen of ATM shadows which again is like super cool you just got like this like giant mm-hmm. ball of like little bits of metal all around him uh, it, it reminds me of like there's a scene in x-men from magneto where he does the yep. same kind of idea where he's just like throwing metal around and anytime it like somebody smacks one down he just picks it back up and throws it in that mix again like, yeah. that's pretty much how cool that fucking shit is yeah. what i did but what i didn't like comes later like i did like but i didn't like at the same time comes later mm-hmm. it's okay we'll get to it so the Inquisitor curses and pushes them all away, but Kelsier lets them go and then quickly grabs them back. He also pulls on soldiers' breastplates, moving around to continue to disorient the Inquisitor. Uh, back to Vin's point of view, Doxon mentions for Vin to pull on him if he gets yanked off the roof by his belt buckle. Because uh, he's, I guess, worried that one of the pieces of metal Kelsier grabs is going to be his belt buckle. Uh, however, Vin is mostly focused on Kelsier and his bubble of metal as she realizes that he isn't weaker than a misting in each mm-hmm. metal. Instead, his specialty is iron and steel. Because she's already said, like, Oh, like each misting mate is like super specialized, but she's like, oh, Kelsier is actually just yeah, super specialized trades. in iron and steel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jack of all trades, master of none. Except he is a master of some. I don't know. All right, first off, first off, if you gave any misting both the types, I don't think they'd have a problem. They do the same bullshit that he's doing. He can't, could he sway an entire army? I doubt it. Or <laughs> sue? I'm sorry, soothe an entire army? I doubt it. Mm-hmm. Could he put depression on an entire, like, city? Nah. Well, that's not his specialty. All right. So, he's not good. <laughs> uh, what did you well, think about Kelsier's specialties here, Darkness? I thought it was cool, but, like, I hated that it focused only on, like, that. Only a steel and iron? Yeah. Nah. Like, it's cool. Like, you're good at it. Like, you know? But I, I just, I was thinking, like, what would the other parts do in that well, fight? I don't think they would do much. I mean, he used ATM, he used steel and iron, he used pewter. 
I think those are the three, or not three, but the four main, like, battle... And he sometimes uh, uses tin and stuff, depending on the situation. Yeah, but, like, the the battle stuff, instead of, like, the surveillance. Like, you you need both in, in a battle, but, like, he's using the stuff that is literally almost created for fighting somebody else. Yeah, um, he's not much of a soother rioter kind of person. Yeah, exactly, which is why I, I was like, you know, what would, like, happen if they were, like, focused on the other ones instead? Yeah, if he, I mean, well, that's the Because like, obviously think, it would develop a way to fight with them, so. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I remember thinking through the whole, the whole fight was the fact that, like, he's had time to learn this, so, and Vin hasn't, and yet she seems to be in, excelling at all of these things. Which, like, by the way... Is a thing like <laughs> later on? We yeah, 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 yeah. But I remember thinking at this point too that he might be doing such great things with this iron and steel. That obviously, she learns it later. You know, she picks it up later. Almost like it's it's one of those things of uh, uh, in My Hero Academia, Bakugo or whatever is said to have great battle intelligence, but not intelligence out of the combat. But he has great battle intelligence, as in, like, he can see something happen in the middle of a battle and then change how he does or what he implements it into his ability. And I feel like that's kind of what she has, like, in that sense. Like, she could do the same thing, where she sees something happening, and she's like, oh, I could do that. It's not that hard. And, you know, like, figure it out with nobody explaining it to her. She just knows. Yeah. And that's what uh, what I was thinking was, like, okay, well, maybe she'll come into this. I mean, we get more context, or not more context, but we get a little better insight into possibly her being a stronger person. But, um, like, she could do kind of what the Lord Ruler ends up doing, you know, in general, like, with the, with the soothing. Yeah. Or she could soothe an entire city. So it makes it impressive, sure, but I don't know. He, he, I feel like he needs to be more impressive in all of his fields. He has everything. Yeah. Uh, I think that th- I think the problem with it is just, he doesn't think well enough of the medals because he's like since the beginning of the book kind of like talks down soothing mm-hmm. and writing as well as bronze and copper. He's like, oh, you should know a little bit, but they really don't matter. And I think it's more just his like pride and his like perspective on them that's really holding him back. No, no, they're all sleeping on gold. All right, all of them are sleeping. On <laughs> what gold. do you think? What do you think so good about gold? I don't know, but it's gotta be good. <laughs> it's just gotta be. I was also writing or something else, but we'll get to that when I get there. <laughs> uh, I just get a mental, I get a mental picture of like Mythic just like slobbering on a gold bar. <laughs> I, I would, I would swallow an entire ingot of gold, right? If it helped me do some shit. <laughs> Damn. Uh, so we move back to Kelsier's point of view as he shoots bits of metal at the Inquisitor, feeling angrier and asking if it was the one that killed his brother. Inquisitor. Yeah, on that topic, on that topic though of the ball of the bar, I do remember thinking er, later. About why didn't he just what you know him or her? Why didn't they just swallow the whole goddamn bar? I think it's just because it, the bar might just be too large to actually physically swallow. <laughs> like I mean, come on! If it burns that quick, <laughs> you kind of need a lot in your body. You should have just practiced, you know, swallowing beforehand. Mm, yeah, right, uh, but yeah, my brother. Ah. Uh, nail your head into a fucking wooden thing. Yeah, we're getting there. So, yeah, he asked if uh, this Inquisitor is the one that killed his brother, and the Inquisitor lets out a strong push again, and Kelsey releases his bits of metal as they fly away. He pushes himself to the Inquisitor and begins bashing its head in with a cobblestone. (laughs) And the Inquisitor tries to push itself forward, but the hitting of the cobblestone had buried the back of its head spikes into the wood of the cart, which I love that image of it just being like, trying to yank its head away, just being stuck to this fucking wooden cart. 
so while I'm imagining this image, right? Yeah. This the same Inquisitor picked up a cage and threw it at him. How can you not lift your head up with the cart attached with pewter or something? Like, use your abilities that you have. You seem to be showing the superhuman strength, yet when he, nail he nails your head to a cart? Well, I think the problem is he might rip his eye spikes out when he does that. Or he could just lift his head up and it be still attached. I mean, it seems to... Well, I think it's about the strength of the, the metal in his okay, face, wait, not so wait, much about his but, body strength. But, but, like, but he pulled... Okay, but he's smashing his head in with the cobblestone, and the spikes are obviously a, an, embedded enough to push his entire head into it instead of the spikes through his head. Like, it didn't explain it, that like, it's, like... No, so it's just, like it's just the part of the spikes that are out of his head that are in the wood. Like, his head yeah. isn't embedded in the wood. No, but his the spikes are, and that's what I'm saying. Like, so you have to have something to have, like where your face is. That it, why didn't it push the spikes through his head when he smacked it? You know what I'm saying? Like it has to be embedded in your head at some in some level. That like him smashing this cobblestone in didn't already push the spikes out the back of his head. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he just has like that gorilla grip, and then just lift a cart with your head. You know. <laughs> Um, Neck muscles, man. Neck muscles. Yeah, so the Inquisitor tries to push itself forward, uh, but yeah, it buried its back, uh, the back of its head spikes into the way of the cart, keeping it trapped. Kelsey then grabs one of the obsidian axes off the ground and tells the Inquisitor he's glad mm. he was talked into this. He then beheads the Inquisitor, killing it. The Scott and the crowd whisper and cheer just as Kelsier is thinking things might go well. He feels the presence of the Lord Ruler. He turns and sees the black carriage coming towards them. Uh, so yeah, were you were you surprised that Kelsier was able was to kill an Inquisitor? No, not at all, but I wasn't also wasn't surprised that the Lord Ruler was going to show up personally. Oh, you know, I was waiting for that. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. Like, I don't think anyone was not expecting oh, this, this man's definitely showing up to this fight. But, oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if, if you gave me context of it, like, the later part of when you meet him and all that, if you gave me that context first, I might have been a little less, like, oh, he's going to show up because he doesn't seem to care. But, like... I knew he was going to show up. Like, we were sitting here fighting. I'm like, you're fighting a bunch of... You're fighting an Inquisitor. The Spanish could be like, hey, I'm going to show you how much better than an Inquisitor I actually am. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, we go back to Vin's point of view. As she and Doxon feel the Lord Ruler soothing. Vin asks why Kelsier isn't running, and Doxon says this is the chance Kelsier had been waiting for, and he must have brought the 11th medal with him. The Lord Ruler mm -hmm. then steps out of his carriage. He's dressed in a black and white suit that is more extravagant than a nobleman's suit. He wears a lot of rings on his fingers, like the rumors say. He is also very handsome, with jet black hair and pale skin. He's tall, thin, confident, and looks younger than Kelsier. So, what were your oh, first Jesus. thoughts? <laughs> what were your first thoughts on the Lord's Ruler appearance before uh, anything further in the book? The man looks good for a fucking millennials of years. <laughs> it stated what he was wearing, right? Yeah, it's a black and white suit with yeah, like a long I... train to it. Yeah, I was thinking more about, like, fashion sense-wise. <laughs> I mean... I was interested in the outfit. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It was pretty cool. I don't remember how they explained it exactly, but, like, it was definitely... I like that he explained exactly, like, the fit. He didn't exp He didn't just uh, throw it away. He'd be like, oh, yeah, he's wearing this, you know. And he explained it pretty good in detail. Yeah. Yeah, I think they, they mentioned it has, like, a long, like, train to the back of the suit jacket, and, like, the vest is, like, pure black with white embroidery and stuff like that. But yeah, so suddenly one of Ham's thugs and four other men charge the Lord Ruler. Thug shoves his spear through the Lord Ruler's chest, and then a second one, but neither even causes the Lord Ruler to pause. An Inquisitor then takes down the five men. 
Uh, once the Lord yeah. Ruler is only a few feet from Kelsier, he glances at the dead Inquisitor and tells him that they are very hard to replace. Uh, yeah. He then... yeah. Yeah. Wonder how. I wonder why. Mm. He's like, these things are very hard to replace. How dare you? <laughs> once the Lord Ruler is only a few feet from Kelsier... Oh, no. I read that. Uh, he then says Kel he killed Kelsier once, but Kelsier says he tried and failed. He is hope. The Lord Ruler just snorts and backhands Kelsier so hard there is a crack in the splay a spray of blood. The Lord Ruler then takes one of the spears out of his chest and rams it through Kelsier before saying it's time for the executions and gets back in his carriage. So, what were your thoughts on Kelsier's death? Well, he got back and then I fucking started cackling. He literally, yeah, I, I kind of did too. But he didn't even fight. This guy shows up, the guy you have such a fucking hatred for, it, and you just sit there like a fucking straight I'm dog. I'm assuming he burned the 11th medal and then was very confused. <laughs> well, I thought he... Didn't he say he had already, like, later, he does, doesn't he say in his note that he had already tried using it and realized that it doesn't, it didn't do anything? I it was safe to burn, but he could figure out what I it did? I think he said it was safe to burn, but he didn't know what it did. I'm assuming he'd always used it in private, and so, like, he uses it in front of the Lord Ruler, probably, I mean, as we learn later, sees the Lord Ruler's other two selves, and is like, oh, fuck, and then he suddenly backhanded and pretty much instantly killed. I mean, if he was instantly killed, why throw, why throw a spear through it, first off? Because, why not? <laughs> I mean... I mean, we know that, like, his, half his face is basically gone. But anyways, mm -hmm. also, did you guys think Kelsier was actually dead when you read this? Yeah. But, yeah. Because, yeah. I'm gonna be honest, when I was reading through this, and I was, like, going through in the Santa Lounge, I was like, Kelsier's not dead. And I just kept moving Wait, on. No. Just expecting him to come back. I was like, no, no, no. That, Kelsier's not... I, I, I had no... There was no thought in my mind that Kelsier was actually dead there, and it took me until later, I think in the next chapter or the chapter after, to be like, wait, oh, he's actually it, dead? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I feel like, for me, if I didn't think he was dead at that point, I would have definitely thought he was dead when he shows up again, but not him. Yes, like, no, that's what I realized. I was, yeah, like, I was like, wait a second, he's actually dead? I didn't think yeah, he was dead. Like, <laughs> yeah, but only because they explained the way that that works and that, like i was like okay yeah he'd have to be gone to you yeah. know anyways darkness you were trying to say something uh i thought he was dead but like for a second i was like what if he's not because the lord ruler was like didn't i kill you already or some shit mm. yeah, some yeah, he did he did say that he did say i killed you once i think he meant just by sending him to the pits that basically usually kills people i i don't think that's the i mean the way he said it is i killed you once yeah like, mm -hmm. Which at some at that point I was like, why he say it like that? Like, does, does someone already take his bones and shit? <laughs> but um, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I just on my first read through, I like I just went over this and I'm like, yeah, he's still alive. Zero thought otherwise. Just kept going. There's the last picture is the great is the greatest one I found. <laughs> what the fuck? It's the Lord Ruler. <laughs> oh my gosh. You don't like the Lord Ruler? Uh. Um... I, I have all the I had all these saved in my computer yeah. already. Uh. So Vin then screams for Kelsier and hurries to his body as Inquisitor and soldiers begin killing Ska. She notes that there is almost nothing remaining of the left side of his face, and but the right side is still smiling in death. Then screams... Okay. I, when, when she did that, all I could think to myself is, they didn't even say the Lord Ruler's gone yet. No, so he got back in he... his carriage. They did say he gets back yeah, in his carriage. And... But they didn't say he was gone. <laughs> she said she could still feel him. So like, I don't he's think still he dead. cares about her at this point. But like... We did. I didn't know that. Okay, I didn't know what the fuck his thing was. Mm. All right, I figured she would be on his fucking radar. All right, like yeah, apparently not. She's fucking. <laughs> she's fucking powerful. I was like, she's gonna be on your radar. But then she just like flies in. She's like, 
oh my god, Kelsey, or, or well, you know, oh my god, Dad, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, like, she shows up, and it's just like, oh, I'm like, oh, well, she's dead now. They're just gonna all turn on her and murder her. Because I'm pretty sure at this point, he had told the Inquisitors to murder everybody around. So, I, I believe at this point, the other... Yeah, I guess there's at least one other Inquisitor because it killed the other men. But basically, Kelsier killed the Inquisitor that was the most looking for Vin and was the one that was tracking her. And then the Lord Ruler, I think, literally doesn't know anything about Vin because it sounds like... Well, yeah, we, know that we, we learned yeah. that later. But it basically, yeah. it sounds like the Inquisitors like didn't believe the other guy about the whole story he had about her. Mm -hmm. So they're like, eh. <laughs> Whatever. I expected Vin to fly in there like fucking 20 minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, like or way earlier. Yeah, I was expecting her to help defend him. As soon as I thought, like, because they made a comment about the breaking thing, and I was like, oh man, she's gonna have an actual break now, and like something's gonna happen where she's gonna go insane. I mean, the snapping. Walk, yeah, that's it. Yeah, when they when they snap, and I was like, she's gonna just go in here. She's gonna like pick up every bit of metal in the area and just be like a tornado of shit. <laughs> you know, I'm like, ah. Her powers are just going to awaken now. Nah. Well, she she already yeah. has her powers awakened. She's already snapped. Well, no, but I mean, like... She's going to snap twice. She's going to go... Well, no, like, I mean, the only thing I can lighten it to is, like, Dragon Ball Z or anything mm. like that. But where, like, yeah, sure, you think you're, you know, at your peak, but then something like this happens and it pushes you even further over the edge. And, you know, she's just, like, all her abilities are just being, you know, used, you know, subconsciously. And she's... In like a fit of rage and you know shit like that. Like that's what I thought. I was like, oh, she's gonna fly in here. She's gonna like murder like three inquisitors. And, well, you know. she gets there eventually. <laughs> well, yeah. I was gonna say, uh, first off, first off, no. Okay, she didn't murder any of them. She's Not straight the inquisitors. up. She's straight. She straight up said, "Hey guys, I'm gonna throw a bunch of shit in you into you, and I'm gonna just walk past you." Okay, but like, bitch, you okay, but like, murdered murdered someone, she murdered someone more powerful, technically. Well, yeah, but that's after, like, failing once. But she does it. Yeah, and she had help from a fucking Inquisitor herself. Cool. She, I knocked the fuck out for, like, a while. <laughs> but she still had help. I mean, a lot of Inquisitor uh, helping her, or helping him to kill her. I know, I got us all off track. <sighs> I got uh, so many rants on this last couple chapters. Oh. So Ham comes and tows her away, and then in her in Vin's mind, Reen's voice says he had told her that Kelsier would leave her eventually. I remember thinking to myself, God damn it, fucking go away. <laughs> Who the fuck are you? Stop fucking <laughs> chastising your sister the entire time. So then we're in part five, Believers in a Forgotten World, chapter 35. Uh, and the epigraph is, I know what will happen if I make the wrong choice. I must be strong. I must not take the power for myself. For I have seen what will happen if I do. So, do you think mm -hmm. if someone were to use the power selfishly, that the world, or selflessly, that the world could be fixed? No. It, it goes into a theory I have later, but no. Okay. Darkness? Yeah, why not? They did it selfishly now. Might as well try it the other way. I agree. I agree with you on that. They, they did it selfishly this time, so they should probably try the opposite side. Uh, but the problem I find in that is that there's nobody who is selfless enough that it would matter. There will always be a selfish reason to use it, and power corrupts people. So yeah, but I feel like selflessness can override selfishness. So 
I mean, that's but regardless of like the small amount of selfishness that there can be, as long as there's more selflessness, then you're fine. Because you can always have that feeling; you just don't have to act upon it. Yeah, so. and if you were given the power that you could act upon it, most people will like. Okay, it's it's that whole st- that whole thing of like, if you if you give somebody a red button that would do something that they have no idea about. Right, it, they don't know what the possibilities are. You're gonna, they're gonna think about it. They're gonna be like, "Oh well, maybe it could do this. Maybe it could do that." And eventually, over time, if you if they have it long enough, they're gonna hit the red button. Yeah, but there's always gonna be that person that's like super fucking terrified of what's gonna happen. They're not gonna pass it. That's exactly why there was a fucking prophecy because there's that one person who can actually value the cores. You know, Rashid it's the whole point of the prophecy. Him. There, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but like he technically, somebody will, he, somebody he will come around and there. kill Vin too. Somebody will come around and kill Vin too, because I mean, you you can't. Okay, so even if you let's say we do have a person who is so selfless or afraid of you know this power that itself, somebody else is going to come along who is seeing what's going on and go, well, hey, maybe you know we should try this because you have power. Why wouldn't you use that power? Somebody's gonna corrupt you if it's not you yourself corrupting you. Yeah, but, but I don't they weren't corrupted; they were killed. <laughs> so, uh, well, I mean, you well, say we don't that, know what would have happened because he was killed. Yeah. We don't know if he would have used it selfishly yeah. or not. Exactly. Uh, or, or but up until the end, where, where, what we learned in journals, he wasn't corrupted that way. Yeah, but how selfish? Well, he says he didn't want to use it selfishly, but he, he even himself was scared that he would once mm-hmm. taking the power that he would be corrupted by it. Yeah, I, I think. I, I think it's like burning fire with fire, pretty much. Like you have to do, you have to be evil to stop the evil, whatever the deepness is. You know, you have to kind of almost get on its level. And like, unfortunately, that's just how it seems to work. I think. And it, like I said, it goes into a theory I have later when with what the Lord Ruler says at the very end of his life. Yeah, we'll we'll get but, to that. But yeah, like it's. I feel like you kind of have to become the evil to fight the evil that is there. Like, giving... It's like... It's like the election. No, I'm gonna, uh, <laughs> uh, oh, no we're not getting into We're not getting into politics. Even if you try using examples a, simple, a, like, here's a platter. I'm not gonna do it. Here's a platter. Here's two poisons. You have to take one of them. Anyways. Just don't. <laughs> so, we started this okay, chapter with Ben <laughs> in the mist, thinking of Kelsier and and that him dying was a betrayal. She thinks that at least Reen had been truthful and told her he would leave her, while Kelsier had told her to trust him and then left. Sace then comes to the rooftop and calls out for her. Finn drops down from where she had been hovering in the air, and thinks uh, about how many Ska had been killed and trampled after Kelsier's death that day, and asks uh, Sace if Kelsier's death meant anything. Finn then says Kelsier lied about having a plan, but Sace says that maybe he didn't have time to execute it or the plan failed. He also mentions that belief is not just for good times, but you need to believe even when there is failure. He also says he'll have to come back and collect stories of Kelsier at some point, as it seems like he's become a religious figure to the Ska. So what were your thoughts on Kelsier becoming a religious figure? I honestly didn't expect that. Says <laughs> has been saying it for like ever now, though. Talking about religion this whole time. Which is even more surprising, because like, I didn't expect it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't expect Kelsier to be a god, like seen as a god, but I definitely thought he'd be something like a he would be seen as a martyr. Oh yeah, for sure. Like I had yeah, to like, like he's been like le- he's, yeah, he's but he's been lining this up from the start, even with his what you guys say is his ba- the bad thing he did, or he 
gave them hope by kind of, you know, showing that he could give his power to people, even though this was false. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it created this image of, like, how good he is, and then they kind of all rallied behind that because they needed that thing. Yeah. I mean, we figure out that we, he, they definitely needed that thing to rally up because they're being fucking stifled by, you know, the Lord the Ruler. The stations and stuff. Yeah, the so... Lord Ruler. Yeah, so, I mean, like... Yeah. It just, it made sense. Uh, uh, but, like, I don't know about godhood. Uh, so Vinden asks about the others, and Sage mentions that they'll probably all split up and go to different towns. Sage is planning to go to his homeland and give information on the logbook, and mentions that Vin cannot join him, but he will come back. Sage and Vin then hear voices and see some ska on the streets calling out to others. Sage gets the rest of the crew, and they listen to the man speak of Kelsier and how they didn't help him when there were thousands of them. They also see another light in the distance, and then more of them. Doxon then said that this was Kelsier's real plan, that they were too small a group, but the whole city of Ska could overthrow the city. Finn then asks to be taken to the warehouse, and they find tons of weapons, which Finn says the people will need. Ham wonders why they need an army, and then a voice speaks up in the warehouse, saying that Kelsier needed a core uh, for the army that was trained to fight. Kelsier also still needs the nobles to fall and the garrison to leave the city, but the Ska wouldn't rise up without a new god. So, had you realized Kelsier's full plan before this point? That he no. was no darkness. Did you ever figure out Kelsier's plan to actually somehow what? get all of the ska because he was like visiting them and like making them believe he was like all powerful? Like that was his plan to like give them a new god so that he would so they would actually all rise up. So, I figured that they would rise up because they saw his sacrifice, but I didn't think it would be like oh he's our god now sort of thing so yeah i figured he'd be a martyr for sure i figured that was a good plan but i mean i i kind of agree with vin's statement later about why they didn't just use the conjurer but because that to me would have made a lot more sense uh so but. renault then walks forward but he looks like kelsier renault says that this was his part of the plan what he was contracted for he was to become kelsier once kelsier died to give faith and hope to the ska Vin asks what he is, and the conjurer makes its face go translucent for a moment, showing its bones. And Vin calls it a mistrace. Renault explains that it, uh, he's a chondra, a mistrace that grew up. So, what did you think about that? What did you think about the fact that he now looks like cool. Kelsier? That's cool. Both of them. Uh, I was right that somebody steals Kelsier's body, though. What did you think, Darkness? Uh, I thought it was cool, too. And I was just, like, wondering, because uh, I, I was just, like, um, like low-key amazed, because I was like, what does, like, a full-grown, like, mystery do, you know? Like, that was one of my questions. <laughs> like, what do they look like and stuff, but, you know? Yeah. I think... so, so what they look like is silences from fucking Doctor Who. That's how I see it, at least. Mm-hmm. Well, they're basically... I... They basically look the same as a Mithrace, but it sounds like they're more... They're more sentient and in control of how they form. So I they're not just, like, the random bones I... in, like, weird shapes. I need to go back to, like, Mithrace. So they're, like, basically translucent, and you can see their bones through their skin. Yeah. But yeah, so the conjurer then says there is a large piece of paper on the table for them to read, and that he has work to do. Before he leaves, he gives Vin a small pouch, and the crew hurries to the table and sees a map of the city uh, with a note from Kelsier on it. Uh, the note explains what they are to do, and Renault will be taking out the soothing stations with the assassin teams that they had gathered. Kelsier ends the note, saying to remember that it was a fun job and to smile. The map was divided into segments with different crew member names on it, but Vin and Zayas were left out. So what do you think of Kelsier's final words to the crew? <laughs> I'm sorry, I was just thinking, uh, did he expect to get bitch-snacked? <laughs> like, 
Uh, I'm pretty sure he expected to die, yes. Yes, I think he bitch-slapped. Not, not maybe bitch-slapped, but I think he, he knew that the 11th medal was a long shot. I think he hoped he could kill the Lord Ruler, but he, he had lots of plans in place for if he died. I, I mean, hate. I mean, first off, this man gave that false hope of the 11th medal is what's going to kill the Lord Ruler so much that Vin believed it and still tried to use it after his death. Like... <laughs> Okay, I'm sure she'll figure out what that does. I also want to know what the name of the medal is. So um, that's why I don't know what the name of the other, the twelfth medal is going to be too. <laughs> so Vin then opens the pouch the Conjurer had given her and finds inside ATM the eleventh medal and a note. The note states that Kelsier never figured out how to use the medal, but that it's safe to burn. He apologizes for abandoning her and says that she needs to be the crew's misborn now and protect them in the months to come. It also mentions that she made him reconsider having all the nobles killed. That he'll tell Mare. About about her and death, as Mare always wanted a daughter. Finn and Sayson speak to each other about Finn not having anything to do, and Finn says she needs to do something. She then finds a second note, oh, which says that along with the jobs he had given Dachshund, Breeze, and Ham, a kingdom also needs a good assassin. Finn then begins collecting items such as stone arrowheads and large rings of metal. She also downs a bunch of metals along with some of the 11th metal. Sayson asks what she's doing, and she says she's going to find out what's in the room in the Lord Ruler's palace. So what do you think of Vin, uh, Kelsier's final notes to Vin? Aw, dad. <laughs> she lost subs to dad, and she's going to lose a uh, real dad soon. <laughs> oh, fuck. Well, nobody gives, a, nobody gives a fuck about real dad, so... That's true. Real dad didn't even like, know he was a d- real dad. <laughs> I found that sad that he didn't know he was a real dad, but... Why? Because I, I, well, I genuinely think... Well, yeah, I definitely think he'd kill her, but I genuinely think that, like, he didn't know... Like he said, he she, she was in or had a child, but like he didn't know. Yeah. Like, I feel like he would have killed her. Yes, probably. But like, he should have gotten the chance. Is that what you're saying? Uh, I feel like he he should have got the chance to be a dad. Yeah. Oh, I meant to kill her. Well, yeah, that's to be a dad in this society. So. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Well, maybe he would have beaten her part to death, and she snaps, and then he's like, oh shit, I've got a misborn daughter. Yeah, and then I can fake her being a, a noble, and, you know, yeah, exactly. teach her as a noble. Like, that, then, I mean, give him the option. Use him against, use her against the Inquisitors, because we have a big beef with the Inquisitors. <laughs> yeah, that beef is just, yeah. There is, so, chapter 36, uh, short epigraph, uh, says, I've decided that I'm thankful for Rashek's hatred. It does me well to remember that there are those who abhor me. My place is not to seek popularity or love. My place is to ensure mankind's survival. Uh, so do you think that being hated is okay if it ensures mankind's survival? Yeah. Yeah, 100%. So then do you agree with the Lord Ruler? If he was actually well, yeah. saving mankind from the deepness? Yes. Fuck the scar. First off, no, first off, yes, I agree with him. In the end of this, when he dies and he makes his comment, I yeah, was we'll like, yes, I believe on 100% that this man was like, it was the, picking the correct poison. Sure, <laughs> terrible life, great, but something bigger is coming because you stupid ass killed him. <laughs> Uh, so Vin approaches Credit Shaw and tells four men guarding the door that there was a rebellion and that the rebels could use their training. She riots their emotions a bit and the men leave. Vin then walks down the hallway, only pushing herself to go quicker when some guards come out and yell out an alarm. 
She knows that there will be people waiting for her, so she sees no need to rush, which I just found kind of badass. She's just, like, strolling down the hallway of credit shopping, like, yeah, there's going to be people waiting for me. I don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when Vin enters the room, two Inquisitors are waiting for her. Vin burns ATM and shoots at the stone arrowheads, loosely covered in metal rings. When the Inquisitor tries to push back on them, the metal comes off, but the arrowheads still hit him, as well as the leg of the other Inquisitor. Finn then throws a handful of pewter dust at the standing Inquisitor to blind him as he sees lines of each of the individual specks of pewter. Finn uses this and her ATM to be able to stab the Inquisitor in the thigh with one of her daggers and is glad that she had been right about their eyesight. So what were your thoughts on how Vin chose to fight the Inquisitors? She didn't. All she did was throw shit at him and say, alright, I'm gonna walk by. My thought process was like, why the fuck would he go in there expecting to fight the fucking Inquisitors knowing damn well that you're fucking... Dad just fucking died, fighting only one. Well, he didn't die to the Inquisitor. He practically did. The Inquisitor got some shots in. Well, that's why she doesn't want to fully face them. Her plan is to try and get past them, figure out what's in that room, and then leave. I was also wondering, how the fuck did she know this shit about the eyesight? Well, she was guessing, she says. Yeah, a guess. In this situation? Yeah. Yeah. She's like, the only thing that makes sense is that they can see the outlines of things with metal. I mean, it's a, a very ed- well-educated guess. I mean, but you you state the fact that, like, her plan is to get past them, go inside, look and see what's in here, and then leave. But That's what this, she says. But this woman does not do that. She walks in, she goes, ooh, nothing here. Oh, old man, okay, I'm gonna stand here for a bit and figure out what the hell I'm seeing. Like, God damn it, woman. <laughs> no, because... The fact that she was just like, oh, old man, okay, yeah, right. Like, no, bitch, there's an old man there? Like, what the fuck is she doing? <laughs> yeah, like, she was, she's straight up fucking weird. Like, how, like, oh, I'm sorry, locked room in the back that, you know, is well guarded, and you're like, oh, hey, uh, old man's just sitting in here. He's nothing. I think for a moment I had, like... When I was reading this the first time, I had, like, the thought that maybe, like, the Lord Ruler is actually a succession of people, and this is, like, the current Lord Ruler's, like, dad or something. Okay, so, so, when I saw this, and I, and they state, oh, Lord Ruler, you know, whatever, I was like, okay, what if, because I was still on the whole train of, like, not being both, but being one, he's a fucking whatever, you know, and he uses his rings... Because I don't think they've ever stated about the bracelets until way later. Well, I think uh, so he wears long sleeves. So they, yeah, yeah. So, so like, I'm like, okay, he has his age and his rings, like one of these, you know, people. Okay, he gets better. And then the other thought I had was, okay, well, let's say he's a uh, alamancer. Maybe the eleventh metal, whatever it is. Sure, you see this other part of you. Maybe. Just like, or maybe gold is what I was thinking. Actually, I wasn't thinking of the love of metal. What if gold, if you could like step into your alternate self mm. and be that? That's what I was thinking originally when I was like, when he walks out and he's all, you know, gorgeous and he kills Kelsier and then now you see him as an old man. I'm like, what if gold being slept on is because like you could step into your past self and be that kind of idea? That's I, an interesting I'm, theory. I like it. It would be an awesome theory, right? Mm -hmm. Am I right, though? I'm not going to tell you. Oh, okay. Am I right, though? I'm not going to tell you. (laughs) Why not? Because we have two more books in this trilogy, and then we have four books in Era 2. Am I wrong, though? 
I don't know. Maybe you are. Maybe well, you are. You do. You do know. What if I don't know? But you do. But what if I don't? Oh my god, that means then that I won't get answers, and I want answers <laughs> to these questions. Uh, if we go through all three of these books, and I don't have answers to these questions, I'm gonna riot. Okay, you're gonna remember, there's supposed to be four eras of Mistborn. You are not gonna get answers to every single medal in this if book. Series, I don't this, get this answers to what gold is in these three books. <laughs> that's the, like, I don't think we're gonna get an answer anytime soon, because like, that's the one medal that's not even fucking mention that much in this book. We've got these three books, and then we've got four them. books for Era 2, and then we've still got two Eras of Mistborn that are not out yet. <laughs> I'll yeah, tell you that now. You're, 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 not, you're not instilling me with a lot of confidence. I'm right? <laughs> wanting to read more of these books. <laughs> so, Vin throws another handful of pewter dust as she bursts into the building, which is inside a building. Her plan is to learn about any secrets from the room and then run, not to kill the Inquisitors as she had seen how hard it had been for Kelsier to kill one. However, the inside of the building seemed to be a homely living space with furs and a hearth, a place to keep memories of the past. She then sees a man that appears to be in his 70s sitting in a chair by the hearth, when he, which he turns around to face her. Just Pretty as sure then, it's called a hearth, but okay. Hearth. Pretty sure it's I a hearth. I thought it was a hearth, yeah. Do you not pronounce it? It has the EA. It has the EA. I say we go to Google. Let's see Google. What? Google. How do you say hearth? And how do you say heart? Like literally, like in your body. Yeah, hearth. Heart, hearth. Yeah, Yeah, you're you're saying hearth. Look, I'm trying my best here. Because the only reason. Okay, you know what? I'm not even going to go into why I know how it's spelled. Wait, huh? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, just uh-huh. as Finn was about to try to leave, one of the Inquisitors grabs her. The Inquisitor requests for her to not be killed, and the Lord Ruler reluctantly agrees. Finn then tries burning the 11th medal and thinks nothing happened. She then notices two men next to the Lord Ruler, one wearing furs and smiling, and one in a nobleman's suit who looks like a wealthy merchant. When the 11th medal burns out, both men disappear. So what were your thoughts on the power of the 11th medal? Seems a lot like gold. I wonder why. <laughs> Hence why I was like, there can't be 11, there has to be 12. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I still think there's more than that, so I still think there's 16. Do you, have, do, you have any, do you have any idea what this this metal might be, since you have all your theories of metals? I, think? I mean, I have, a, I have a whole list. Give me a second, let me go look at it. I didn't put it in my thing, because I was... <laughs> I feel like it's not going to be a name of a metal. Like an actual metal, it's gonna be. Go ahead, darkness. All while I'm looking. I will at give my you this, Mythic. Piece. It is the name of an actual metal. All all of the metals, oh, oh, except awesome, for awesome. Atium. Okay. All of the metals except for Atium have been re- are real metals. <gasps> is it Cadium? I think it's Cadium. I think the, I think the eleven Cad- metal. Cadmium, I don't know how it's said. I think it's ca- Cadmium. Uh, but uh, it's spelled like this. Okay, I'm kind of think... Cadmium. I think it's pronounced. Yeah, that's how I'm thinking. It's, uh, yeah, I'm kind of tempted to just so. tell you the name of it because I don't think they actually have a name for it just yet in Mistborn Era One. They don't give it to you until Mistborn mm-hmm. Era Two. But I don't think it's really a spoiler what the name okay. of it is. Do you want to I... know? Yes. Wait, wait, wait. I mean, I always want to know <laughs> the questions. What? what are you giving us the name of? The... Just the name of the the gold. The eleventh medal. Oh, okay, thought, so... isn't that the eleventh but... medal? Have we? Have we uh have we settled on what the alloy is like like what like which one? No, that's what I was no, going to tell you. That's what I was going to tell you. Is which alloy here's the thing. Is. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Before she says it, all right. Uh, the only reason I think that the eleventh metal would be 
the like juxtapose to the gold is because of how similar their abilities are. Um, and so Definitely. I'm hoping. I'm hoping Wait, no, we, we literally get told. Is we get, we get told by Ben that it is. She she's like fair. She's like fairly certain. It it it, it is she theorizes. She theorizes that like they have it ha has to be that way, but like that ATM would have its own counterpart, and then uh, gold would have the eleventh metal as a counterpart. That's her theory, which from what she says, which makes a lot of sense. Um, but. Because, like I said, I, even though when even when it happened, I was like, "That's she just burned gold." Like, that's what that seemed like. Except for the fact that it was reversed. Mm -hmm. Instead of it being her, it was an other person. I think it's if that, an alloy. Like, okay, you know what? Yeah. Alloy of gold, I believe. Can you can just give us the name? <laughs> yeah, that's what I was gonna do. I was just gonna give you the name. But as I said, it's it's. I, I'm gonna give Mythic one more chance. It's uh, it's what you were very insistent on, Mythic, that there was going to be one of. Elec Electrum? It's Electrum. Silver? It's Electrum. No way! Oh, no. Okay. It's Electrum. Oh, okay. Electrum, I, I believe, is, that... an, is an alloy of I don't gold. Remember... I don't remember that. Well, I mean, I also didn't know Electrum was an actual metal. I only put it in here because I thought it was uh, it's a D&D &D thing. Yeah. Electrum is an actually occurring alloy of gold and silver, with trace amounts of copper and other metals. Okay. Would I mean that... Uh... So ATM also should have its own then too, I would think. Remember, ATM is a made-up metal, so yeah, I'm not yeah, going to yeah. tell you whether it has an opposite or not because well, that yeah, one's yeah, not yeah. as I'm, obvious. I'm just, I'm just stating it as a thing. I think it. I I'm think sure I have two theories on this. I have two theories that are all both going together on this. But I think ATM has another metal that goes tandem with it, as well as I think it's going to be a made-up metal again because ATM is a made-up metal. So there's no reason to put. Uh, another metal, like an actual metal as its counterpart, if it has a counterpart. Yeah. So this is what Electrum looks like. So if you remember, they described what the 11th metal looks like, and it's basically this. Mm. So if you, for some mm. reason, were like a metal specialist, you may have people may have fig I may figured I, out. I, I barely know metal. Like, I, know, I, I, knew like... that, I knew certain things. I looked up a list of all the periodic table of metals, and I just did that. And then I put those in, plugged those in, and was like, okay, it might be this and this and this, you know. But they don't I really. I don't think they things. like spell it out for you which what the name of the metal is until era two, just because they don't have a name for you in era one because it was an unknown metal. That's why I'm just like, I don't think it's a spoiler to just give you the name of the metal before we like wait like two yeah, years electrum. or something. Awesome. I was at least right about Electrum. Yeah, you, the metal. You, you were just, because one of the very first metals you said was Electrum, and I was like, damn. Gold and Electrum. Those are my, yep. my two first metals where I yep. said, like, they're going to have gold and they're going to have Electrum. I swear, those are like, why would you not have that into a fantasy world? And they did. <laughs> and they did, exactly. I was like, ah, like. And you're you're, you're living out my D and D fantasies here. You got silver, you got copper, you got fucking gold, you got electrum. We don't got silver. On. We don't got silver. Yet. I know. I know they don't. Well, technically, you do because it's an alloy, but you know. It's technically. I mean, it's technically a mix of gold and silver, but it's specifically supposed to be like an alloy of gold. Like a lot of alloys have a mix of different metals, but this one's specifically like the gold mm -hmm. alloy. So if if Mythic is right and there was a silver and then an alloy of silver, it would be a different alloy of silver. That is specifically its opposite. Now I don't know silver has an alloy. <laughs> I'm still going on the fact that there's 16 metals. I just want there to be more metal. Like, I mean, there's no reason now for me to believe that because we've kind of already gotten, if I'm right, the 12th would be like uh, would have Electrum. Or not Electrum, sorry. Uh, ATM would have a second counterpart. But, and then we have everybody's, you know, uh, counterparts. So you'd have to almost create more powers. 
But I, I mean, I still have this odd feeling there has to be another metal because the Inquisitors heal super fast. Did my mic go out? No. no. I was just oh, like okay. letting you cool. talk. Okay. I was just letting you okay, talk. Cool. Uh, yeah, like, I, I, I just feel like they have to have another... Like, they have to explain that. I Like, there has to be a way to explain that. If there like, is another metal and it's a super. metal, I'm naming it after me. <laughs> me, myself. I mean, I feel like it's already got a name if there is a healing metal, but okay. No, no, it's going to be named after me, because I literally called it throughout the whole book, I want a healing metal, <laughs> you know? I mean, there is the fair chemi one, remember? What's there a healing fair chemi? I don't think they say which metal it is, but fair chemists say they can heal. Well, yeah, I mean, look at the Lord Ruler, but... <laughs> well, yeah, well, yeah, like, the Lord Ruler I was trying to rule out because he had both. But, like, I mean, like, okay, maybe... Oh, God, that just makes me wonder if the fucking... Uh, I just, if the Inquisitors are able to use both now, then... Uh, Alright, so we should keep going here. <laughs> yep. That's what I... No, uh, that's what I was kind of wondering, too, because it would make sense for the, like, spikes to be, you know... Yeah, would-be metal objects Yeah, that are embedded in their bodies. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's what I was Suddenly, like, oh, no. Oh, oh, yeah, it would make more sense. Oh, man, my, my 16th metal... My 16 medals are going out the window. Oh, <laughs> I'm, hope, I'm hoping there's a healing medal. Like, because if Therakemi has a medal, so why wouldn't Alamancy have the same medal? Maybe do the same thing? Well, no, because remember, they have, um... The Farakimi medals are the same as the Alamancy uh, medals, but yeah, they do different I know. things. But they didn't state what that medal was. No. But I they did wanna... state that ATM does something different, because ATM stores uh, youth. Whereas in Alamancy, it shows the future. I still want to give, um, Sace the Wait, 11th medal. They stated ATM is what gives youth? Yeah. Yeah. Why did I miss that? Interesting. I believe Sazed mentions it after the Lord Ruler dies. In either the final chapter or the epilogue. Didn't they, after the Lord Ruler died, then they went to go find the ATM storage that was not there? Yeah. Oh, like, I think also Sazed might have mentioned it a few chapters ago, because I think they mentioned the whole use thing. Yeah, they did. And then he's they like, oh, it but it's not very useful, because they're like, oh, yeah, there's a few stuff that we do that Alamancers can't, such so as, like, healing and speed and, like, uh, uh, and age, but age isn't very useful, because you'd have to spend, like, a year being, like, young, uh, older in order to be, like, a year younger type thing. Which is kind of cool, to be honest. I, but, so. I'm gonna have to step away for a bit. No. Uh -oh. I'm sorry. Okay, bye. Alright. But yeah, no, I guess we can keep going on a rant, then. Uh. <laughs> well, I was gonna say, I, I could finish this one little part bef uh, because we've kind of already discussed it, which is right. um, oh, basically just... Uh, actually, maybe I already said it. Oh yeah, so they she sees that the she notices two men next to the Lord Ruler, one wearing furs and smiling, and one in a nobleman's suit. When the level metal burst, burns out, both men disappear. Um, oh, I think yeah, I think I asked what your, your thoughts on the power. Of the, uh, oh, my question though was going to be after what were your thoughts on the power of the eleventh metal was? What did you think of this room that uh, this man that we learn is the Lord Ruler is sitting in? I don't even remember it. Honestly. It was like dressed up in like a bunch of like dyed furs with like fur rugs and had like weird like horns of beasts that Vin didn't recognize and, like, weird shoes and stuff. I was thinking it was, like, a treasure room, like, from the past kind of idea, but I will say, before they stated kind of the whole, uh, like, why he's attacking, uh, or not attacking, but calling the fucking, uh, fuck, what are they? Terrorist people? Right? Is that what mm. they, whatever, whatever says is. Uh, yeah. He's calling them and making them, you know, pretty much infertile. 
I, I did have the wonder, um, like, because if my theory was that he was Reshek, which, you know, comes out later, um, that why would he, because he, he did state that they were, like, supposedly superior and blah, blah, blah. I mean, and it makes a lot more sense uh, later on why he would have done it, because I yeah. explained it. But uh, I think, like, it's just him clinging to the past. Like, I mean, I also think, I also wonder why would he have kept that book this entire time? The the book that literally is of, a you know, the person you hated. Well, I think part of the reason for the book was he's, like, the only one who can read it, because it's, he does, he's supposed to have gotten rid of the Keepers, and, like, it's only people who have knowledge of that ancient language that can read it. But, but why keep it in the first place? I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Unless he's a hoarder, you know, he's sticking <laughs> to the past. Like it. I could I could understand, you know, sure, shit, you know, I can understand that. Like, okay, you want to cling to the past a little bit? Sure, whatever. That would make sense why you kept the book. But, like, you didn't like the guy. Why keep his diary? It's not a spoiler question, I, I'm sure, to ask this. No, I guess it actually is a spoiler, because then it does answer my question, so never mind. I kind of still want to know what your question is, either way. My, my, my question is, if there are 16 medals, are there going to be any that are like made up or is it going to be in my metal list? But I feel like it's going to be some made up metal still. If there is, even though they have, he has so many he could still use. So I don't know. I can't answer that right now. I know. I know. Because like it would confirm if I was right that there were 16 medals. Uh... It's not even that. It's more so that we, you don't yet know why ATM is a made up metal. Once you learn why ATM is a made-up metal, I can tell you. Oh, okay. If so there's are... a reason. There's a yes. reason ATM is a made-up metal, not yeah. not just because he came up with it. It has a definitive reason. Yes. Hmm. Uh, so cool. we will by I believe the end of this trilogy, or by the end of the short stories in Arcanum Unbounded about Mistborn, know why it's a made-up metal, and I'll be able to tell you that if there are more metals in further eras, if they would be real or not, based on that information. Okay, well... Because you but said I, it'd be the end of this trilogy. You said it'd be the end of this trilogy. I you find like out in I the trilogy... already know by the end of the trilogy I if there's 16 metals. No, you're not going to know if there's 16 okay. metals or not. I'm not going to say that. What I'm going to say is you will know... Hey, welcome back, Dunners. You will know by the end of our little Mistborn trilogy and stuff why ATM's a made-up metal, I believe. Okay. So. Uh, and that that will give some context about if there are more metals, if they would be made up or real, mm. but not whether there are more. I will not tell okay. you that ever. I guess I guess because it does because it, it would make sense to because uh, they have this whole like big thing about uh, why basically like a, a big mystery of why Alamancers even exist now. So at the end of this this book, they were like making comments about that. So. Yeah, so yeah, I'm gonna. It, would, it could make sense on that, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... So yeah, you'll have to try and remember that. And we might come back to that at the end of the trilogy and everything. I will write it down. <laughs> uh, Actually, in this list, I'm gonna put it in this list. I'm gonna put why is this made up? That's why <laughs> is this made. Send them a letter. There. Boom. Done. <laughs> All right. So now it's on my list. All right. Uh. Okay. Darkness. Uh. My question to Mythic that I. Asked quickly while you were gone was, what did you think of this room that the Lord Ruler was in with all the furs and everything? Do you have any thoughts about it? The room full of furs. Yeah, that she finds the yeah, older so version you, of the Lord could, Ruler. You couldn't remember it either. The room was kind of like a. 
It had like a fur rug and furs on the walls, and like he had the fireplace, and he had like the weird. He had weird flat shoes apparently on a shelf. So you're telling me this is relevant? <laughs> I'm just asking what you thought about. It. No, because when you <laughs> ask shit, it's well, whoa, 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 whoa. not not to defend not to defend her. All right, but we <laughs> have brought up numerous times about the room and its designing. Yes. So yeah, like, but. but I- the thing is, like, when she asks about no. stuff, like, I have been bringing up. I think she's, I think she's bringing it up. I think she's bringing it up because we did that to her in fucking Warframe. <laughs> because we did. I make sure to bring up all of the stained glass stuff. We talk about the stained yep. glass. I talk yep. about the different keeps. We're talking about this room. Yep. No, she's not that smart. <laughs> okay. All Rude. Right. I can't get. I can't get that in depth, but. Sure. <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> so I'm gonna put these in order now. Maybe it's just little trophies from creating his army, you know? <laughs> All right. Uh, so we move on to Ellen's point of view as he sees his father speaking to captains and canal masters. Ellen asks what is going on, and his father ignores him at first, but eventually states that there's a Ska rebellion. At first, Ellen doesn't believe this, but then he remembers that Vin is a Scot, and he needs to stop thinking of the Scot like the rest of the nobles do. He also thinks of a book by Tamadre, which has predicted that the final empire would eventually end, and Ellen realizes that he is on the wrong side of the rebellion. Ellen's father then tells Ellen... Finally. Ellen's father then tells Ellen that they are leaving Luthadel so they don't get killed, and also because something happened to the pits recently that the Lord Ruler won't be happy about. So apparently the Lord Ruler might not know about the pits yet. I wonder why. Probably because... <laughs> Doesn't give a shit about anything. <laughs> However, Ellen stands up to his father and states that he won't go with him. He says this isn't just about going against his father, he is going to stay. Straff eventually smiles, saying it'll be good for him to stay, and Ellen thinks that his father is expecting Ellen to either die to the rebellion, or the Lord Ruler will go after him for whatever happened at the pits. Uh, Ellen also asks for some soldiers, and Straff states that Ellen can have most of them, since he thinks he'll only be able to get one boat out. Once he leaves, Ellen goes to the captain and tells him to get his guards uh, and the servants to march on to keep Luckle. Eventually, they are, even though they're enemies, he says that keep Luckle is more defensible and they need to work together since they both have small armies. He also asks for five of the captain's best soldiers for an honor guard as he needs to go turn himself in. So what were your thoughts on Ellen staying during the rebellion and working with House Luckle? I mean, did we really expect anything else from someone who barged in in the middle of a fucking execution square? Even aside from that, like, I mean, yeah, I, I agree with Jarrett here. Like, it do we expect much from this dumbass? No, <laughs> Man just walked in front of like people killing other people, and he's like, "Eh, they won't hurt me because you know I'm noble. Why would this? Why would this uh, person who has always been listening to our conversations and blah blah blah? Why would they have any ill will to mm-hmm. against me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Uh." Mm. So we move back to Vin's point of view. She's woken up by water being thrown on her. She burns pewter and tin to get her senses back quicker. She's then hoisted up by an inquisitor and has something shoved into her mouth, which she is forced to swallow and then burn. When she burns the metal, all of her other metal reserves vanish. She realizes this must be a 12th metal and that Allomancy must not be as restricted as Kelsier had thought. So what do you think this 12th metal is? Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. then there's definitely hella metals, you know? Thank you! Um... <laughs> That is um that is the thirteenth medal actually. Yeah, I think so too. I also think then that means there's a fourteenth medal which gives which means, 
I think there's a metal that takes allomancy, and there's one that gives allomancy. But the thing is, would that be an alloy, or would that be... Uh, that wouldn't be an alloy, though. That that would be a whole separate metal, which means that there would have to be two other two, two other alloys for those metals. I mean, it could be an alloy, it's just potentially not an alloy of ATM. It might be well, an alloy I mean, of something else. I mean, well, I was—I don't th- no, the, no. What I'm saying is, like, if there—if that is like a thirteenth metal separately on its own, mm-hmm. it would have to have an alloy. And mm-hmm. if, and if, um, what am I saying? If um, Mythic is correct that there's another metal that gives uh, allomancy, which, by the way, I don't think it would be like an alloy of the one that takes it away. Unless the um, one that takes it away is the one that's an alloy of the one that gives it. True. But I, I still don't think it would work that way. <laughs> but there would have to be an alloy for both of them, which gives even more reason for more metals. But, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. I, like I said, it's just my, more my theory of the 16, 16 metals. Also, by the way, which is like. Actually, no. I'm sorry. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to up that. I think there's 18 metals. I think there's 18. Yeah. I, I think there's going to be 18. Uh, only, uh, the, here's my basis on why that is. Just to keep uh, it legal. Well, no, because I, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that I'm right, that ATM, if there's a second thing for ATM, it's going to be a made-up metal, and that ATM and this other metal will be complete, like, um, what's the word, uh, like, their own separate area. Oh, so you think it's going to uh, be, like, the 16, in, like, th- those groups of four type thing? And alloy and whatever it's next little, like, you know, whether it be, I don't, because I don't know if ATM is an alloy or the main so uh, whatever its secondary would be, um, would be their own like separate metals that that do their thing, and then like the all the other sixteen that I would you know are the like what did they say the first time? They said eight. Oh, they were so there's eight was, basic metals and the two higher basic. metals, which they called eight. Yeah, I was gonna gold. say if there's eight basic, why wouldn't there be eight higher? You know, to match. Yeah, I think that's what the, the original why I said originally for sixteen. But I feel like ATM is so far out from everything else that you think gold is like basically just another base metal, and there's gonna be yeah. sixteen base metals and then two higher. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that, and I'm hoping that the base metals themselves are all real metals and like what we would know in life, kind of idea. And then uh, ATM, <laughs> it's being its own, you know, made up metal has a second made up metal, and those wouldn't be in the base metals. Is what I'm. Mm. I know, I'm sorry, but I know Sazed would fucking hate me. Why? Because I would use him as a fucking metal detector. <laughs> <laughs> like an alimentic metal detector. Just start handing him metals and be like, try to store something in this one. <laughs> yeah, I would literally just do that all fucking, like, every time I see him. The problem is we don't know how, technically, how you store stuff using Ferrochemy. Like, you might need to know what you store in the metal in order to store it. So if he doesn't know what to store. I mean, yeah, because it's the same as ideas. Like, they don't know what they're getting when they uh, consume it either, so. On that note, though, about the ferrochemy stuff, what do you think uh, the 11th metal stores for ferrochemists that they don't know about? Sexual prowess. (laughs) First off, for for the ones right now, that wouldn't work. Uh, uh, They don't have nothing there. The ones in the breeding program do. Yeah. But I mean, maybe they're being loaded with it. Oh, that's <laughs> where he like, got it. That's where he got the metal from. He stole it from them. The uh, orgy fest. Yeah. I kind of, honestly, kind of want them to show that, like, you know, the place. Yeah, maybe not give like descriptive detail, but like, I, I kind of want to see up. them go. Yeah, I kind of want to see them go there, even if it's just to liberate them. Mm-hmm. I want to see them 
go there at least go to and, the breeding like, grounds. And, and they can give you an explanation of how they're doing it that's what like, i was thinking. like i literally am so fucking curious about yeah, that yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm just curious on how they're forcing them to basically copulate um but like how like what are they doing like is it like animal like you know what we do for animals or are they just like thrown in a room and go all right well if you don't you die if you do okay cool you're like shaking and like doing the leadership like i mean are we strapping are we strapping her strapping her down and she's you know letting guys guys come in one after another (laughs) we're gonna gonna move on we're gonna move on um but my i I did have a question um have we gotten what the name like the like uh pewter is thug uh all like those the names of those i have don't we think a name we have for everything all of them yet we have thug soother rider coin shot i don't think you have what the pull- i know what the name for iron pulling is but i don't think you guys have that okay uh, i read it <laughs> did you i think so oh does it say in the back of the book it might say it's it's the it's the fucking it sounds like some dumb shit where you're hanging oh what's it called uh, uh... Oh, it does say in the back of the book. The R's are cam. So, yeah, iron pulling okay, is lurcher. You... There you go. Lurch. Right, so can, you, can you just give me a mall so I can put yeah, it on? Yeah, I, I literally sent you. I, I sent think you it's the in there, yeah. Oh, did you? If, if you look, oh, did you? Darkness sent pictures of the R's Arcanum for you. If you scroll up above all the pictures of the Lord Ruler and stuff. Ah, uh, okay. I didn't see that. Thank you. Yeah, so there's lurcher, coin shot, tin eye, thug, rider, soother, smoker, seeker. It does not have gold or ATM in it, though. I cannot see that picture whatsoever. Oh my god! Oh yeah, that's really small darkness. Which one? The, the, the... Okay, I I just I just put it into my thing, but there we go. All right, thank you. I'm gonna put that on my list. All right, yeah. keep going. Sorry. But yeah, so we have we have all the ba- basic eight names. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, okay. Uh, so yeah, so Vinland feels the Lord Ruler soothing, although less strong than when he had been fighting Kelsier. She at first begins to fall to the depression, but then forces herself to ignore it. She glances around the room, noting that uh, she's in a cage with no furniture and that there are two other cages in the room. She also notes that she was stripped to her undergarments, likely to check her for metals. After searching for any metal near her and coming up empty, she begins thinking back on what had happened. She thinks about the 11th metal and how it felt like gold when she burned it, which is where we learn that, yes, this is the alloy of gold. Uh, She also notes that she had felt that gold and ATM were a strange pair, as usually each metal was an alloy of their pair. The 11th metal must be an alloy of gold, and the reason it wasn't found previously was because gold and ATM were too expensive to try and like experiment and make alloys out of. Uh, so do you... Th- uh, I think we've kind of already discussed this, but I was gonna, my question here was, do you think there's an alloy of ATM, or is it a spe- just like completely special? Yes, and, and and before you stated the fact that, like, because uh, I apparently glossed right over the fact that uh, he was using ATM to store his age, um before that got when they went and looked at the atm storage and saw nothing in it i was like yeah because he burned it all and made it a second this other metal whatever the other one is mm-hmm. like, i mean he still could have done that with some of it but yeah he he was yeah. specifically burning uh atm for youth i yeah. need a ferrochemy arzer i agree right hopefully that's in one of these other books um, what does the second book have i does it have my other eight? <laughs> I need to know if, like... Uh, oh, the, n- the second book does have, in their Ars Arcanum, both the Allomantic and Ferrochemical power. Give me. Awesome. Can, can for, we look at it? For each iron, for each metal. Give me. Can we look at it beforehand? Uh, you cannot, because it includes... Uh, 
More metals. It might include other metal. Oh yes. Uh, yes. I got um, answers. I got answers. Yay. <laughs> Indirectly getting answers. You know, it might just be right midnight. It might just be a metal we don't know how Farrakhani takes that we already know. Uh, so Vinland thinks that due to the 11th metal being an alloy of gold, the metal must have shown her what the Lord Ruler could have been and thinks that this information is useless. The two Inquisitors uh, then show up and open up her cage. The first Inquisitor get grabs her and drags her along and then spits at the second Inquisitor right on his eye spike as she passes him. <laughs> Damn. I want to believe that this this Inquisitor is Marsh, but I don't think it is. But I feel like that'd be really funny. <laughs> she spat on Marsh's eye spike. Uh, I was I was kind of hoping it was her uh, her brother, so until we learn later. Yeah. So. Uh, so after going through Critic Shaw, they eventually go up one of the spires and they reach the room with the Lord Ruler. Finn can't help but be amazed as she sees that the room has one large window going all around with trails of colorful mist stained into the glass. So what did you think of the Lord Ruler's throne room? Kind of cold. Kind of basic bitch, you know. Yeah. Uh, so the younger version of the Lord Ruler sits on an elevated throne in the room. Also in the room is a group of obligators and seven inquisitors, uh, not including the two that had brought her up here. So there's nine inquisitors in total. Finn then mm -hmm. recognizes her father as he states that he doesn't know why Vin has been brought here, causing her to realize he doesn't know about her. Uh, Tavidian states, uh, tries to state that there are more pressing matters, but the Lord Ruler says he doesn't care about the rebellion and that it's good for the nobles to be purged every century or so. He also mentions that if the Ska come to Critic Shah, he'll just deal with them and not to speak more on the matter. The Inquisitor then holds Finn, who we learn is named Carr, uh, says that the Inquisitors should take over leadership of the Ministry because the obligators vroom, vroom. are... Vroom, vroom. <laughs> because the obligators every time, are... Every time they said Carr in the book, all I could think of was vroom, vroom. Like, I want to ride that man like a car. Oh, God. Uh, right so on Carr... his face as I slide him down the staircase. Okay. okay. Uh, so Carr says the obligators are corrupted, and Tavidian says that this is often spoken, but there's never any proof, but Carr says he has proof this time. He then asks Tavidian if he knows Vin, which Tavidian says he does not, and then he asks Vin if she knows who her father is. Vin lies, which causes the Lord Ruler to perk up, as he apparently can tell who is lying because of how well-trained he is in allomancy. Metal. <laughs> Literally. Uh, Carr goes on to say that at least one of Vin's parents must be from a very pure bloodline in order for her to be a misborn. But if she was a pure noble, she wouldn't have been abandoned to the streets. Lord Ruler approaches Vin and takes her face and forces her to look up at him. As she looks into his eyes, she can sense his godlike power, and she feels that he could easily kill everyone in the city and that Kelsey had been had made a terrible mistake. So what do you think she of did Vin? Too. <laughs> so what do you think of uh, this feeling Vin got when looking into the Lord Ruler's eyes? Sounds pretty good. Pretty much true. It's like that R thing he does, right? The what's it called? Oh, soothing. Yeah. I'm not sure if it's as soothing, because she's saying, like, just looking into his eyes, she can, like, feel that he's, like, got something beyond. Like, she's like, oh, he is a god. Nah. He is a god, so. Mm -hmm. It just makes me believe that the, whatever the fuck, it, I can't even think of what the fuck it was called. The Well of Ascension? The, thank you. The I was thinking Ascension. that. <laughs> yeah, the well, the, well of the Well of Ascension is just a fucking Lazarus bit. Continue, no, continue. No, I was, I was just going to ask you to explain what that means. Cause... Okay, uh, so, um... The best way I could explain it is: Do you know? Have you ever, do you know Batman? Like DC Batman? Kind yeah. Of. Okay. Uh, you know that he was trained by a man named Rajah Ghul. Yeah. Rajah Ghul, Ghul's main thing was that he would go into this water that would make him forever youthful. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it would be rebirth and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like Phoenix Rebirth. Um, mm-hmm. but like he would be able to do that. It would also give somehow give him supernatural strength and all this other shit. And so, to me, what I think is this well of ascension could be like you walk into it and you come out and you you know learned out al- you have alamancy pretty much is what I, my mm. whole theory is on where alamancy came from. Um, that and then that became a bread thing, like um, because he would be like, let's say he's the Adam, right? And then he finds a woman, she becomes the Eve, and then they create a child. That child has alamancy. It continues to pass down the line. So you think all the nobles are technically bred from him and not the... Yes. He gifted them the power, like the stories say. Yes, 100%. Okay. I think, I think, I think it's just a big uh, gene pool thing. Uh, so the Lord Ruler then uh, prompts Vin for who her father is, and she eventually states that her brother had told her that the High Prelend was her father. She cries, but as the Lord Ruler looks away, she can't remember why she had started to cry. The Lord Another Ruler... power... <laughs> The Lord Ruler then turns to Davidian and asks if he ever betted a Skull Woman. Davidian says he has he has them all killed, but the Lord Ruler notes that he is uncertain, and Davidian says that one may have gotten away, but he got to her eventually. He then reveals when prompted that she had given birth. The Lord Ruler sighs and tells the Inquisitors to have him. He's just like so disappointed. He's like a disappointed dad. He's like, really? You let her give birth to the child? Oh my gosh. No, first off, first off, he sounds like a disappointed dad at this point, but he sounds <laughs> so much more like a disappointed dad when Marsh comes in and just straight up fucking fights him. And he's yeah. like, I gave you everything. Literally everything. And you he, were just He goes from disappointed like, dad to like abusive dad. <laughs> yeah, I love like, oh man, this guy, this guy's going through such fucking emotions right now. <laughs> um... The Inquisitors gleefully kill Davidian, and I think they, like, stab him, like, repeatedly, even after he's dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, Which I found awesome, by the way. They're I just, like, like, going at it. They're like, this is the best yeah. thing ever. And then when the others back up, I was laughing my ass off for it. Uh, uh, three Inquisitors, though, do not join in, including Carr and the one holding Vin. Another stays back as well, although Vin doesn't know why. And looking back, I am 99% sure this is Marsh. <laughs> this third Inquisitor that's not joining in on killing Davidian. Yeah, probably. I'm pretty sure it's, like, fairly mm-hmm. fairly well implied, based on what we know from later. Honest, honestly, I did not remember that, but, I mean, like, I, I listened to this whole thing while I was driving. So, yeah. Like, so, I, I did not remember there being a person that did not uh, join in on the killing of Tavidian. It just never, you know... Yeah, head. so Mar- Marsh is not at all in on the fucking bloodshed. He's like, nope. yeah, I'm not gonna go kill this guy and have fun I'm just not people. gonna do. I'm just not gonna do this. Yeah. <laughs> Unless he is, and that other person's like, that's that was supposed to be me, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, There's God. only room for six Inquisitors around this guy. I'm so disappointed. <laughs> yeah. I'll just stand here. Maybe they'll walk away and he'll still be alive. I can do something. He'll not be like ground beef and I'll actually have something to stab. <laughs> and then you find out later he's not, and he's like, oh no, I missed my chance. Uh, so the road ruler then asks, Car- uh, says that Car will have his way, and the Inquisitors will be in charge. He also says to get rid of Vin, but Car asks if he can question Vin about the other mistings and her crew first. The Lord ruler just says that he can as it's his job. Okay, see, this is the part right here that I was like, alright, first off, that's not how, we're, how the world works, okay? You already asked your daddy over here to not let you not kill her and then oh well we find out that she's a child of this person and he's just gonna be like yeah okay whatever i don't care like you're setting the, this whole thing up for failure 
I understand <laughs> the Lord Buller side of it because he believes he's too strong; he would never die. But like, they're not—they're obviously not. The Inquisitors are obviously not fucking impenetrable. We figured that out now. Like, you should probably murder this woman immediately. <laughs> he's like, like eh. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I mean, I know the story-wise, it would—it wouldn't work out too well. But like. You, you 100% should just have murdered her. He needs right to go then. more in the fact that his favorite child betrayed him. Y yeah. <laughs> My favorite child, it betrayed me. <laughs> now he has a granddaughter when he's not supposed to. Yeah, right? Usually, usually people would be pretty happy about that. <laughs> no grandchildren. Um, <laughs> the only reason he's upset is because he, he feels old now. Yeah. That's why he gets everyone to kill the children. Yeah. Uh, I cannot feel old, even though I... Make myself young constantly. <laughs> All right. So the epigraph for chapter thirty-seven uh, is: Is there anything more beautiful than the sun? I often watch it rise, yes. and my restless sleep me. usually awakens me before dawn. Each there time I see things more beautiful than the sun. Each time I see its cumulo light peeking above the horizon, I grow a little more determined, a little more hopeful. In a way, is this the thing? Uh, is it the thing? I can't speak. It is the thing that has kept me going all this time. Um, I didn't really have much of a question for this one. Did you guys have any thoughts on this epigraph? I mean, I think it just, I expressed my only real thought on this epigraph, so. Yeah. <laughs> just kind of, uh, the hero of ages, just kind of, like, joining. Being emo as fuck, yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Uh, so we start this chapter with Doxon's point of view. Uh, as he scribbles notes on the map that Kelsier had left, a messenger runs in and Doxon asks about Vin, but the man says she hadn't left Critic Shaw, and some say that Vin had been taken to the dungeons. Doxon asks if the man could get her out, as he's one of the men Vin had convinced to leave, guarding the door. But uh, Gorodel, which is the man's name, says that an Inquisitor was taking her and he wouldn't be able to do anything. Uh, were you surprised to get Doxon's point of view? No, not really. I'm not surprised to get anybody's point of view anymore, especially <laughs> since we get we get a like a fucking Lord Ruler's fucking point of view at one point. I don't think we do get a Lord Ruler point of view. I said like. Oh, uh, so Hamlin arrives. My son, I gave you everything. <laughs> Hamlin arrives, saying that Keep Ilario has fallen, but Keep Leco was still standing. Doxon notes that they'll likely need to go to the palace next, but they probably won't be there in time to save Finn. Oh, I'm sorry. Him. I'm sorry. It wasn't the Lord Ruler that I was talking about. It was Car. We get a Car. Yeah, we get point a Car point of view. Yeah, that's the one I was thinking of. Uh, but they probably won't be there in time to save Vin, and she'll have to look after herself. Ham then goes to get a new sword, and Doxon sees a group pulling along a prisoner with a sack over his head. The men state that the prisoner have had offered them gold to bring him to Doxon, and reveal that it's Ellen Venture. Doxon recognizes him, but of course Ellen doesn't recognize Doxon. Ellen then says he wants the truth that they leave the nobles alone, and he can convince the nobles not to attack as well. Doxon states that he wants the nobles to fall, but Ellen insists that he has studied these things and that once the rebellion begins to die down, they'll turn on each other and that they need to keep control of their armies. Doxon finally says they'll consider it when Ellen notices Ham. Ellen eagerly asks about Vin, and Doxon tells Ellen that she's likely in the Lord Ruler's dungeons at the moment if she's even still alive. So what did you think about Ellen turning himself over to the rebellion and trying to make a truce? He said he was going to do that. Well, he said he was going to yep. turn himself in, but yeah. This dude is like everywhere he's not supposed to be. He's like, <laughs> calm the fuck down. I mean, you know, future king and all that. Yeah. Uh, so we switch back to Vin's point of view as she's thrown back into her cell. Carr mentions that Bendel, who is likely the Inquisitor that Kelsier killed, would have been happy to know he had been right about Tavidian fathering a half-breed. 
Picard also mentions Vin's brother, and Vin asks if he sold her out. Picard says that Reen had actually lied and said that Vin had died years ago to starvation, even through a lot of torture. Group of guards then bring in a naked and bleeding Sazed and put him in the cell next to Vin. Vin notices that Sazed has only a scar where his manhood should have been. I uh, like that they actually give you that like uh, imagery, though. Like, it gave me a sense of satisfaction well, what the fuck was because, happening. Yeah, because I, I assumed when he's like, oh, we're all eunuchs. I'm like, okay, well, were you born a eunuch or were you made a eunuch? Like, there's a difference. Yeah, no, they and were like, made. They were, yeah, they were definitely made into being eunuchs. Which... Also, apparently, I was when I was reading the notes for this, Jesus had, for, had thought they had just been, like, neutered, like their balls had just been chopped off. And I'm like, no, nah. no, it says the whole thing's gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why, that's why when I first heard it, I was like, is it, like, all gone, or is it, you know? <laughs> they're Barbie dolls. dolls. And, and then, like, they're why dolls. Why, yeah, dolls why, why? Well, no, that's literally the, okay, that's the uh, actual accurate term, a Kendall. My only thought process at that point, I was, it was, like, fucking, what, 2, 3 a.m.? Um, yeah. Was, how the fuck does he, you know, like, pee? Yeah. yeah I'm was sure your only, your I'm only sure thought still a urethra was hole. how he pees. I'm sorry, what'd you say? There's a urethra hole. Yeah. Your urethra goes no, not just no, through your off, dick, but I think, into your body. I think Say is a cloaca, alright? Hold on, okay. minute, say that again? Urethra? No, like, the, the, the last part? Why? Oh. Just say it again. I'm not. <laughs> I don't no, say it again. Say I don't again trust you what you're trying to do here. I'm uh, not doing a this. A urethra hole? Is that what you're... No, she was trying to explain the process to me. Explain the process. Come on. They can still pee out of it. Yeah. Have you're... you never seen an animal with a urethra hole? Oh my god. Uh, but anyways. Uh, I know you're so... trying to trap her into something, but like, yeah. you're, you're honestly. I was not. I, she genuinely said something different, and she just did it. Oh, I was. I was saying that like, yeah, mm-hmm. like your 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 urethra doesn't just go through like your dick or something. Like it goes into your body, so there would still be a hole even if you chop the whole dick off. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Anyways. Um, so, were you surprised that Reen never actually betrayed Vin? In the yes, end? because I thought he was alive, but yes. What did you think, Darkness, about the fact that Reen never sold her out? I didn't care. Okay. <laughs> I mean, no, it's, it's valid. Like My my genuine confusion was like, okay, he's dead, why are you bringing him up right now? Like... <laughs> well, I mean, I my genuine confusion is why she still freaking has his voice in her head even after this. So because trauma, uh, but like, but like, you know he's dead. Stop, just stop letting him dictate your life. Well, she knows he's dead now. She wasn't sure before. Well, yeah, but then later on in this series <laughs> or in this book, she still listens to this boy. I'm like, he's dead. Make your own damn decisions, world. Uh, Sakara then tells Vin that he's going to torture Sazed in front of Vin to get her to speak, but first he needs to go get former leadership of the Ministry. Once gone, Vin kneels in her cage next to Sazed's cage, and is surprised that Sazed seems fairly confident while speaking. Uh Vin says he shouldn't have followed her, but he says he was put in charge of her by Kelsier and that he needed them to bring him to her. And as soon as as he said that, I was like, I already know what this man did. I was like, I, I 100% know you swallowed something. I thought at first, first, at first, I didn't think what he was gonna do with it. I thought, oh, he swallowed it. He's gonna regurgitate it back up, and then she's gonna use it as a metal. That was my first thought. I was like, okay, cool. She he smuggled metal into here. Uh, but then the it, it was so much better the way he actually did use it. So okay, but 
I'm like, y'all gonna, y'all gonna, I don't even know what you guys are gonna think about this, but. You thought he shoved when, it up his ass? Yeah, I thought yeah. he shoved it up his ass. <laughs> oh my yeah. gosh, I thought uh, you were I gonna mean, go there. <laughs> I mean, honestly, honestly, I, it, the thought had also crossed my mind that that could have been a way to do it because he was naked. The, the only reason I would have thought that was because he was naked. Like, at first I was like, um, you know, they threw him in and, like, you know, is, uh, what, what do they call it in this in these books? God damn it. Uh, if he, they threw him in his underwear, you know. Oh, in the undergarments? Yeah, maybe he hid it there somehow. But, like, you know, he, he was naked. I was like, okay, so he either swallowed it or he freaking stuffed it up his ass. <laughs> no, because it's, it's going to go through there eventually. You know? Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, hopefully it's a tiny enough bead that when it comes out it's not painful. Yeah. I mean, well, I'm assuming it's like one of his rings or something. He probably just swallowed quickly and like oh my God. suddenly. It'll oh, come that, out. Either no, an earring or a ring, but I feel like an earring would be more dangerous because it could have like a pointed end. It could like pierce your intestines. Yeah, but like a ring could also get stuck inside. Yeah, It'll well... be fine. Oh god, and they don't have any like depends how much you prepared shit. for this. <laughs> they don't have any medical shit to like go inside somebody's body and take out a fucking oh god. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's not looking fun. good. It's not looking good for says. Oh no. <laughs> All right. If he dies like of an intestine, <laughs> like next book, next, next book is just like ah, uh, says is dead. Like we're not gonna go explain it. He's just dead. <laughs> God. Uh, I don't think he, I, don't, I don't think honestly I don't think Sanderson thought enough of, about that. So. <laughs> anyway, so uh, where was I? Um, Sazen grows weak for a moment before growing strong and ripping free of his bindings and then bending the bars of the cages between them open. Ben asks how he is using his powers without metal, and he says he took a note from her and swallowed some. Ben eagerly hugs some. him. Some M- multiple rings. <laughs> yeah, hopefully he just <laughs> yeah. hopefully hopefully he just took some like copper or not copper. I don't know what, what was just some fucking beads, man. Yeah, some beads or something. I don't remember what. Yeah, uh, like something solid. Something solid that like. You oh can God, Pewter is also the one that's poisonous. Yes. <laughs> oh, oh no. Oh no. Uh, this man is gonna die. Because <laughs> like... he had to use pewter. Oh my god. He needs to, like, puke. He needs to, like, like upset his stomach real good. Well, first off, if, it, if it's in his stomach, he, he, you're not puking that up if it's oh already god. down there. Yeah, especially <laughs> after that whole, like, where he's walking everywhere helping her. No, that's just, like, gone and down, like, all the way. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, no, man, he, he's gonna be in pain, if not dead. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. Race. I didn't even think about the fact that it's pewter. The one they keep saying is like the most poisonous because it has lead yeah. in it. Uh. I mean, I mean, maybe he's maybe he gets out and immediately uses the health thing. I don't know. Like, oh yeah, that's true. Just... He can probably use health too. He can, if he can go find his rings and stuff, he can use health yeah. to like keep him from dying. Yeah. All right. Well, we're gonna get to the next part that I I have a slight rant on here real there soon. Is. So. Uh. So yeah. So they. Sazen bursts open the door of his cage and they says they need to leave quickly. The two guards who had brought in Sazen arrive and stare at him in shock before dashing away and crying for help. Sazen tells Ven his strength won't last for long since his bit of metal is not very large and his muscles are already starting to shrink. What did you think of Sazen's plan to break Ven out? <laughs> Great idea. I mean, it would have been just as good to fucking puke up the metal and give it to her, but sure. <laughs> Well, but he might not have known how long he was going to be away. Again, like, maybe true. it was going to be the whole thing that, like, he couldn't puke it up after a while. Yeah, true. But... What if they just replace teeth with metal stuff? 
well, they did state the fact that like if it's attached, it doesn't really work like that. So I mean, it does for Ferrochemist, but like I feel like they just rip it out of them. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Mm-hmm. Yeah, realize how painful that would be. I mean, I realized how painful that was when she straight up said, "I ripped the bracelets out of him." I was like, <laughs> "Wait, wait!" I just remembered something. I was like so out of it because I was sleepy, right? Mm-hmm. And when she got thrown into the cell, I was like, "Okay." And then she was like, "There's so much metal here, I can't use, right?" Yeah. And I, in my brain, I was like, I would have been slobbering all over those bars <laughs> trying to fucking bite a piece of metal. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, all right. First off, she could one hundred percent. If they were iron bars or iron anything, she could probably have filed it off with her teeth. That's what I was saying. Like, I, I at some point, I even thought of like breaking my own teeth trying yeah, to put like, chips from like. I, I would one hundred percent. You're in that situation. I would one hundred percent have already been doing that. They they throw Sage did it. She's just like has. She's just, just like her mouth around one of the bars, just staring at them. Yeah, like I mean. You could, you could 100% chip off a piece of, like, iron or whatever. You know, I don't know how well it would help you, but, like, you could. I mean, you could pull maybe the keys to the cell to you from, uh, the guards. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they don't seem to be very good alimancers, so, you know. Because iron is the pulling one, not the pushing yeah. one. Uh-huh. So. Uh, anyway, so, as they head out, Vin finds a cloak and hands it to Saze, who thanks her, because he's fucking naked, and she's like, I feel bad for you. <laughs> Uh, she then sees a room with bloodstained chests and torture instruments before noticing a group of guards coming down the hallway. Sage tells her to run, his strength already depleted, but Vin remembers Kelsey's words about learning about friendship and knows she can't leave Sage. Vin grabs some of the knives and goes to attack the men, but there are too many, and after slicing a few, uh, one hits her with a quarterstaff and knocks her to the ground. She notices Sage trying to store more strength, but knows he won't have enough time. Suddenly, Ellen appears, calling out to her. He has six men with him, five venture guards, and one of the men that had been guarding Critic Shaw earlier. Both Ellen and Saze tell Vin she has to leave, but Vin doesn't want to leave Ellen. Saze begins to pull her away when Vin notices a bit of her miscloak hanging out of one of the trunks. So, uh, again, were you expecting Ellen to suddenly show up everywhere? <laughs> no. I mean, yeah, kind of. I expected Ellen to show up when they were down and out. But uh, the thing that I, the rant I have is, yes, you just happen to walk up and see your clothes with the metal <laughs> in it just sitting there in a yeah, like come on like <laughs> some realism here please like i can understand the whole uh uh ellen bursting in to save his you know future fucking wife uh like i understand that part makes I a lot like more it sense been a little us. bit more realistic if like before he left to go save van doxman was like here, take these vials of metal. Yes, 100%. 100%. Here's a spare mist cloak and a vials of metal. She doesn't if really you find need her, the mist cloak. Give Just give no, her the no. metals. But, but like, if, I'm, I'm saying if you wanted to give her back her mist cloak and uh, metals, like, way easier to just do it that way. Instead yeah. of unrealistically being like, oh, she just happens to see it in a fucking chest over here in the corner of her eye. Mm, I was like, that shit just, that's irritates me. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do agree that it it, it could have been it would have been better if Ellen had brought her some medals instead. I hate it because like it's like it's like thinking about it in a D and D concept. Like you're railroading your party. You're just like, all right, here you go. Just give you whatever you need. Like, ah, <laughs> like 
don't make it that easy. Like, it almost makes sense if it was, like, a small place, but they're in, like, Credit Shaw, which is gigantic. Like, there's so yeah. many places they could have put their stuff. Yeah, yeah, like, or, I mean, and then the other, the other thing is, why did you even still have their stuff? You're gonna kill her! Yeah. Well, I don't think why it's been it? long, I don't know how long, it, oh, I guess she was unconscious for a bit. I was gonna say, because I didn't know I mean, how long it I mean, I did, I, I, I did think about that, too, the fact that, like, they have to undress her. Yeah, like, like the, they these, had to go these, through all of her stuff and everything. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't find the medals. Like, come on. Well, they did. I just yeah. don't. You think they they would have like gotten rid of them or something, or drank yes. them themselves or something? Yeah. Like, I mean, now here's the thing, right? I thought I think when they when they originally threw her in the cell, I was originally thinking to myself, first off, who threw like who undressed her and did all that shit? Because like, if it was one of the, uh, not the, what are they? God, what are the other ones called? Obligators? Obligators? Yeah, the, the, if it was like an obligator, right? Like, because they would be more humanized. They're not monsters like these other fuckers are. Uh, like, if they undressed her, that's human, like, the human idea of, like, okay, I could see this girl, young girl naked kind of idea. But the other guys, you know, with the nails in their freaking face, the other thought I, I had is, okay, well, if they did it, how do they even know where her clothes were? The, none of things metal on her. Well, they do explain just, that later. <laughs> I mean, but they do, but, like, cloth doesn't, like, I don't feel like any of my cloth has metal in it. Even hint traces of it. Like, I understand the way that they explained it. Like, everything has a hint of metal in it, so we get the world through the fucking lines. But, like, to me, it seems more like, um, like you would get the outline of people and shit like that, you know? Because you have shit going through your blood and all this, that stuff. Like, it's not like these guys are wearing clothes, like, you know, uh, like they're changing outfits every day or anything. They wear the same shit, Wait, except one. Then I'm, I don't know how, like, okay, I, I, so they can't see or they can see? They can see, but they see it in a different way. But, like, the way they explained it later was that, like, they, everything has trace metals in it. Uh, so I just Googled it. There are uh, metals such as as iron and aluminum detected in various textile fabrics such as cotton, acrylic, polyester, nylon, viscose, and polypropylene. So that includes cotton. So there are metals in cotton. Interesting. Okay, so maybe they did undress her then. I can see, I, I don't honestly, this sounds terrible, but I'd rather the mon those two, those monsters have undressed her than like a normal human being. I think the Inquisitors probably did because they are the ones who grabbed her and brought her there. And also her clothing within the Inquisitor torture chamber. Yeah, that's true. So I think it was probably the Inquisitors that undressed her. Now, now it even makes me more curious why they didn't just destroy her fucking shit. Well, because they did give her that metal that gets rid of all her metal, so they probably were like, she's not going to be an issue. Like, we can easily overpower her without her yes. metals. But, like, you don't need the clothes. She's going to die. Well, they only took the, they took the clothes <laughs> they took the clothes off her because they were searching for any metals she had on her. And then they just kind of, I think, threw it all in this, everything in like this one trunk, and they're like, we'll deal with it later, and threw her in the cage. <laughs> so many things, so many things that fucked up. Like you, you had two chances to kill this woman, and you fucked both of them. <laughs> anyway, so Vin uh, pulls free assaised and runs to the trunk, opening it. She rummages inside until she finds a vial of metals. Ellen's men are struggling, and Sayes mentions that he had been wrong about Ellen, and he apologizes. Vin then drinks the metals, and she flies up over Ellen's head and blasts the soldiers into the walls with a steel push. One soldier tries to attack. Hmm? I mean, he's not really, he wasn't wrong about Ellen, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> One soldier tries to attack her, and she uh, and she punches him in the face and snaps his head around. 
She then kills the soldier attacking Ellen. The other soldier begins, soldiers begin to run and then push more men into the walls and also uses the metal cap of one of the soldiers to hit him and shove him down into the other men. Ben then turns and hugs Ellen tightly and begins repeating that he came back. Ellen is a bit surprised and says he did and that she didn't tell him she was a misborn. He explains that Doxon told him where she was and that Gordell helped him get in to find her. He also asks her to put on some clothing as it's very distracting. Uh, and hey, that she's in her being. garments. <laughs> ben repeats that he came back and says no one has ever come back before, which causes Ellen to frown. Uh, so mm. did, you, did you like Ben and Ellen's little reunion here? Yeah, then yeah. it got fucking screwed up later. <laughs> When this bitch can fucking tell somebody her, her, her fucking feelings. I hated the fact that she said nobody has ever come back. Why? That's true, though. Because did Say's not come back? Say's never comes back. What are you talking about? <laughs> he literally came back to help her. And she says that. Like, well, I literally think not means... even with him, like, five feet away. Well, I, I think she means more in the sense that, like, Ellen kind of broke things off from her and said he wasn't going to see her again. Whereas Say's yeah. and her are still part of the crew. Like, him coming back and forth as part of the crew still isn't something. I think if he had, like, left saying, I'm leaving the crew, and then Say's had come back, she would have been like, oh my god, Say's, you came back. But, like, yeah. considering they were still part uh, yeah, of the crew. Ellen, I don't know. Ellen, I would have practically would've... broke up with her. <laughs> I would have thought. I would have thought about it like, okay, the rest of the group is like busy doing their own shit. Like you know, they're all fighting for their lives. Nobody's gonna comfort me. Well, she also did know that Sage didn't have, wasn't given any mission, just like her. Well, I mean, she got given a separate mission in her like little pouch, but on the map, Sage wasn't given any instructions. I don't know. It's just a little hypocritical. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree with you on that. Hundred percent darkness. But I, I also see. I feel like it was the other way around. I think it's. She's not saying, like, oh, no one's never ever come back. She's saying, no one's ever come back after they told me they were leaving me. Yeah. And Says has never said, I'm leaving you. He's actually said the opposite. Yeah. Times. He's constantly said, hey, I'll be right back. Even though he doesn't always come right back. <laughs> I mean, you know. He tries his best sometimes. He does. Uh, he tries his best all the time. What are you talking except about? Except for that one time he was hanging out at the clubhouse with Kelsier. And... He, he tried his best even then. Anyway, so Sage then comes over with Vin's clothing and says they need to leave. Vin gets dressed and says Sage should take Ellen. Uh, she also puts her mother's earring back on and she says she needs to go fight the Lord Ruler. But Kelsier started this, but her job is to finish it's, it. You just fucking lost. Why? <laughs> Ellen you is... just lost. Take some time. That, that right there too also triggered me. <laughs> like, uh, like, Jesus Christ, woman. You literally <laughs> just break out of prison and you're like, ah, you know what? I gotta go fight the guy I who did. just put me here. Yeah. Come uh, on. Ellen is upset by this, and Vin goes on asking if he knows where the A-team is, and that the new government will need it. Sazen says that he fears Vin is right, and that he will come back once he has gotten Ellen to safety. Before Vin leaves, she says she thinks she knows how to kill the Lord Ruler. So before you read on, what did you think Vin's plan here was, if you she didn't was... even think of it? Okay, first off, I had the exact idea she did. Okay. Okay, like, literally, when, when, it, when they were in the room the first time, and it appeared, I was like, okay, it's like gold, but Something's got to be different because it's not gold. So maybe if you attack the other one, it'll, you know, kill him somehow. You know, maybe that's how he stays immortal is what I originally thought. Because I had no idea about the age fucking thing. Mm -hmm. uh, I was like, maybe he stays immortal because he's continuously going back into his past self. So if you can see it and you can stab it, then maybe it'll die and then it'll kill him with it. That would be great. Because especially the whole, like, spear, spear thing. I was like, mm, something's weird here. Like, you know. Maybe it's not the actual him. Um, you know, he's putting a front, like, a illusion out there. Mm. Uh, 
And so it was like, okay, so you have to. I mean, it also comes from the whole. I watch anime and like in Demon, <laughs> in Demon uh, Slayer, they have a a demon that has like multiple uh, personalities. Each one's a different like personality, and they have to kill all of them uh, at the same time to for the you know total thing to die. Uh, they just keep coming back. Kind of the th- thought I had, like you have to murder both these two people, and then you know the obviously the the one you see, the old man, at the, all at the same time. They die. That's how you kill the Lord Ruler. But when she said, I'm going back, and I was like, okay, she's going to go do this. Like, this is what my thought. She's going to go in there. She's going to use that that metal. She's going to try to stab him. And I was thinking it was going to work, but it wasn't going to work enough. Kind of idea. Like, oh, yeah, she hits it, but it he's too strong or something. You know, I was just like, it's a stupid idea. You should definitely test it on somebody else first. Use it and, like, see somebody else that has their past self and try to nick them. Like, just hurt them in general. Punch it like, or something. Yeah, just, like, punch or, like, stab them in, like, yeah, the arm. Like, yeah, like, something you know, non-lethal. It kind of bothered me that, like... Do some fucking planning. <laughs> there seemed to be no, like, past self to anyone else that was around. And I was just like, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you mean, you mean when she used it? Yeah, originally, I was like... I, I definitely thought the same thing. I was like, so why is there no past self to, like, the fucking Inquisitors and shit? Yeah. I think it's just because she's, like, not focused on them. I'm not really sure. Mm, excuses. No. Like, girl, look around. Like, I mean, you're trying to learn how what this metal does, so yeah, you should probably uh, look around and figure out what this metal is doing. Um... But yeah, I, I, I pretty much called what it was originally, because like, I thought, why don't you do that when she originally did it? So I was like, why didn't you just fucking throw a knife at it or something? What did you think, Darkness? Did you, what did you think her plan was? I don't know, that whole time I was kind of shitting on her and like Kelsey, because <laughs> the way you guys just fucking tested that, she like no. Yeah, like there's so many ways to do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh my god, there's so many ways like, to have tested this before you put it all out there into practice. Even if it's just like him and Vin in the same room, like what if it works out there? Yeah, like damn, there's so many ways you he could have done. They could have done this differently. By the way, I don't remember. Did he give some to Vin to try out? Yeah, when he died, after he died. Yeah, no, only in the pouch. No, before he died. No, he never gave anything. So, you're telling me you gave her the mission to use your medal after you died, when you didn't even try to see if she had a different reaction to you (laughs) before you died? I mean, there's a lot of things that Kelsey did that I'm confused about, like why he would do that in that way. But yeah, that's definitely one of them, too. Like, Put her in the plan if you're gonna if if your whole idea your whole idea is to die, give her some context on like this the the plan. Maybe don't tell her you're gonna die, but at least be like, hey, I'm gonna teach you how to use this in case I die. Right. In case I go in here and I get murdered by something, <laughs> maybe you have some baseline context here. You know, and then the other part of like why did you not give her a note to tell her what she is specifically supposed to do? Like, straight up. You tell everybody else, like, hey, we need you to do this. But the person that you pretty much are hinging your entire face plan on, you don't tell. Nothing. Just let her figure it out. So dumb. Anyway. We're on chapter 38, our second to last epigraph, which is, Such are my fears as I scribble with an ice-crusted pen on the eve before the world is reborn. Rashek watches, hating me. The cavern Ooh. lies above, pulsing. My fingers quiver, not from the cold. 
tomorrow it will end. So do you think this is, like, right before Rashek kills him, basically? Because Rashek's apparently watching him the night before. Probably <laughs> mm -hmm. murdered him in his sleep. He might have, yeah. I mean, and then yeah. he ate his bone. No, <laughs> and I don't think he, he looks like, like. I honestly don't think he looks like him. So I think he looks like himself. No, he ate his bones and then he transformed back. Then oh. he ate his own bones. Yeah, and then he's eating everyone. Well, I mean, I mean, and to then... do that, to do that, you have to not have bones in the first place. Because <laughs> uh, they have I no bones. I would have named Mistrace boners. Oh my Great. god! Of course you would have. Oh it would have been. A, it would have been the best name ever. Uh huh. Uh, so we start this POV, uh, with Vin as she pushes up into the air, outside of Critic Shaw, going up the spires until she sees the throne room spire. She can feel the Lord Ruler still inside and wonders if she can wait until some of the Inquisitors are gone before going in. She also thinks about how Kelsier caught the 11th, uh, thought the 11th medal was the key. She has a plan and knows that she needs it to work, uh, which, yeah, she, her whole thing is like, oh, Kelsier was so sure this medal was going to work. Yep. I was like, well, girl, you're hinging all your shit on these dead people. Because, uh, wait, because imagine this medal, the 11th medal shit, was actually, like, <laughs> the one that takes away the allomantic powers. Oh, my God. <laughs> imagine. Uh, I feel like, though, if it was, they would have already known. Cause yeah, they would have felt it. Yeah, I think he would have tried. He, he, did, he did state he's been testing it beforehand. Too. Okay, what if it was the opposite one, then? That gave like it to somebody? Yeah. yeah. But yeah. since they already have elementic powers. Right? Yeah, that's what I th that's honestly what I thought it was. Originally, when, before we knew what it was, like, you know, mm -hmm. that what the power did, uh, that's my thought was, like, it was something that gave, like, if you gave it to somebody who didn't have Allomancy, it would give them Allomancy. And you know what's crazy? That would fit so well as a replacement, because imagine mm -hmm. just shaving off some fucking pieces to your entire army, and then actually yes. making what you said you could do come true. Having, like, a Mistborn <laughs> army. Yeah. Well, no. no okay. First off, I didn't think it. I didn't think it would make you a misborn. I, I think it, it would make you a misborn. Yeah. I feel like I feel, that's what I felt like it was, especially because, like, kind of like what Dark Mister said, when he state showed them, like, "Oh, I can give you powers," you know, and they were they thought they were powerful. I was like, "What if that's what it does?" Like, mm. and you're not sharing that with anybody, so like, obviously, you're not going to find that out, you know. And then we get an actual what it is, so. Yeah. Uh, so we then get the Inquisitor's point of view, Carr's point of view. Mm -hmm. uh, as the Lord Ruler announces that the Canton of Inquisition is granted organizational dominance of the Ministry. And now Carr is basically in Davidian's role. Carr notes that his eye spikes are throbbing as per usual, but the pain is joyful today. Which, great. Uh, the Inquisitors had been politicking for two centuries and corrupting the Obligators, so they would no longer need to bow to inferior men. Sen explained how the Inquisitors can see. Their allomancy is so refined that they can see the small hints of metal within everything, and it outlines the whole world around them. He also notes that being an Inquisitor is draining and they need to rest often. The other Inquisitors head off to, to their rest chambers, but Kara stays behind for a moment. So first of all, were you expecting an Inquisitor point of view? No. I mean, but after this, I no no fucking uh, point of view will ever surprise me again. It's <laughs> like, think... why did you give a point of view to a fucking bad guy? What did you think, Darkness? I kind of didn't realize that it was... Uh, you didn't realize it was Carr? <laughs> no. From Fro? Wow. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you're doing it now. <laughs> so, oh. also, what did you think about how the Inquisitors see? Now that it was properly described. 
Go ahead, darkness, because I, 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 I got something to say. So you see, that's why I had trouble with that whole fucking section because I could not understand shit, <laughs> and I was hoping you guys would explain it more. But you guys, okay. So, 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 uh, basically, you know, remember when I was telling you that I think uh, Spooks loses his eyes, like that. That would be a, a character development thing, like a, um, like if he lost his eyes, then his tin eye, would, eye powers would be greater. Because he would lose one, so all the other ones would get amplified. I feel like that's kind of the whole point. They stuff, they shove these into their eyes so that they lost their eyesight, so their tin eye abilities got even greater. Well, this and is more their iron and steel sight abilities. Yes, I know, I know. But but my thought was when originally uh, with Spooks, if he lost his eyes, he would go greater. It made me think, okay, well, they shove these giant spikes into their eyes, making them obviously lose their eyesight. Maybe their tin eye ability is actually stronger, but yes, like they explained it later, like that. Uh, but like the way that he's explaining it seems to me more like the way I see the the tin eye kind of concept, the way that he can sense things, it heightens his senses. Um, and like, what's the uh, Daredevil? Uh, mm-hmm. If you've ever seen Daredevil, when Daredevil is explaining his blindness, he says that the sound uh, that when the sound would hit things, he would be able to see. Basically, because the sound would it would vibrate to him, and he w- it would give him an image. It's kind of the way I see it, uh, except in obviously a slightly different change. Like mm-hmm. they're sensing metal and being able to see like the outlines of things and stuff. Like you know, you wouldn't get a clear picture like anybody who has actual eyesight, but you would get a picture enough to know, you know, what's in front of you and shit. You would be bumping into everything. I mean, the only difference is that Daredevil has to have like rain or you know sound to bounce off person where they don't actually have to have that. It was just there. <laughs> Do you need any more explanation, Darkness? Did I not explain it well enough? No, you did. Okay. okay. So, the exterior bonfires go out, and the Lord Ruler says Carr finally has what he wants, and that maybe there can now be peace on the matter. As Carr is about to respond, a coin bounces across the ground and stops at his foot. He glances over at the window and sees a hole in it. And dozens more coins shoot through the window, shattering it. Fucking... <laughs> As soon as that happened, I was like, I want a picture of that. So the moment the book was done, I looked that up. <laughs> the moment it was done, I looked up that picture and was like, yes, I am I am so happy to see this bin burst through a window. Yeah, I found I a... mean, I thought it was going to be a different thing. I thought she was going to like throw a coin in, he's going to see it, and it's going to be like, it hits him in the face, you know, like a comedic thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, like... Yeah, she pulls it back at her and it bling, hits him in the face or something. It would have been hilarious to me. But mm-hmm. uh, oh, why is there a coin here? <laughs> but yeah, so then he sees uh, a, uh, was like a small body then comes to the window holding daggers as the mists swirl around her body, drawn by her allomancy. Then she dashes at the Lord Ruler. We switch to Vin's point of view as she burns the 11th metal. She sees the past cells of the Lord Ruler and instead of going for the Lord Ruler directly, she tries to plunge her daggers into the past self shadow. Instead, her daggers pass right through it. She remembers that she'd been able to touch her past self while using gold, and wonders why she can't touch the Lord Ruler's past selves. She had thought if she had killed the past self of the Lord Ruler, it would kill him, but she had failed. Yeah, what did you think of Vin's plan here, or did you think it had been a good idea? Which, Mythic, you kind of already I said did. you had the same. I did. Yeah, I had the same idea, and I was kind of hoping it, she was right, but I didn't think it was going to be easy, you know. I figured it was going to be like, okay, you stabbed him, the knife hits, but like it doesn't do enough. You know, kind of like you have to kill them all, but mm-hmm. you what know, do you think? I went a whole different direction with this because mm. 
at some point I was debating, is that even his past self? Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, what if it's like some shit that allows you to see like dead people or like allows you to like, you know, probably like, murdered? Yeah. yeah. Uh, or not. Well, just like people that are like there, you know, <laughs> like with the just like, oh, like ghosts. You see ghosts. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I was like, what if he's just there? Because this motherfucker actually replaced him. You know, <laughs> and uh, he's like smiling and shit. He's like, he's right there. You know, like kill him. <laughs> you know, what I mean? <laughs> at some at some point, that was like my theory, and I was like, if that's how it is, and no, like attacking him is probably not the best idea. Yeah, but as, information, is that what you're saying? Yeah, as soon as like, cool. as soon as she uh passed through it, trying to slice that shit, I don't know. It kind of just like went away. I was like, you know. Maybe that's not it. And <laughs> then I was like thinking about like the, the thing where like Mythic was like, oh, it's Rashek, you know? Mm. And, yeah. Well, yeah. I was so happy when she actually made that connection. I was like, thank you. <laughs> you made that connection uh, so early on. I'm like, how the fuck? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, when she made it, I was just like, ah, yes. Yeah, I'm I know. But like so this whole book, you've been like, gold. Yeah. This is what gold. You like guessed what gold did pretty much right yep. away. You're like, Rashek is totally okay, so, the gold. So, 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 so the Rashek one, the Rashek one, I will not take as much credit for. Because like, remember, I did have that one time where I fell asleep listening to the whole fucking I was going to say, yeah. But, but yeah. the gold, I called early, early. I called that almost immediately when we got, oh, eight medals. I was like, okay, so I feel like gold should be one of them. Kind of Because that was before we knew anything about any of the medals. So I hadn't even gotten that chance to listen to a book over, you know, uh, my while I'm sleeping. But like, also called so, Electrum. Sh- I'm pretty sure that same time you yeah, got gold. But, yeah, but, th- I mean, that's just because I'm a D&D nerd, so, obviously, you know. But yeah, no, I 100% was so happy when she said, you're actually Reshek. And I was like, yes! I'm so happy! <laughs> Finally, somebody! <laughs> also, I don't Okay, I have a theory. I have many theories, but we'll just get to that. Many okay. theories? Um, so, mm-hmm. Karlin attacks Finn, but she's able to push him away. The Lord Ruler then shouts for his Inquisitors, hurting Finn's ten enhanced ears. Kar attacks her again, and this time is able to successfully hold Finn. Finn then sees a second Inquisitor come into the room, and she notes that the mists aren't swirling around her like they usually do when she's using Allomancy. So why do you think the mists weren't swirling around her at this moment? Uh-huh. Honestly, I don't know. I had a lot of theories on the mist, and I don't remember it anymore. Wait, explain that again? So, usually when you use Allomancy, the mists kind of swirl around you. But in this moment, yeah. for some reason, the mists are, like, being almost, like, repelled away from her. Okay, but what is she using? She's using Allomancy. Do we know specific? Like, uh, what? I don't think so. We know she's using tin at some point, and I think... But I think she's just like she's just generally like using like pewter and stuff to try and get away from the Inquisitor. Okay. Um I, I honestly can't remember any of my theories on it. I originally had a bunch of theories on the mist itself. That's why you gotta write stuff down. I know, but I mean it's hard to write stuff down when you're driving, so That's true. You need to make voice notes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let me you let me have... let me do that while the audible is going. You pause. You have to have someone in the car with you. You have them pause the audible. Oh, oh there you go. There you go. I have extra people there to listen to a book that they're not going to be listening to the podcast because um, everybody I have is Spanish. This right. kind of can tie into a theory that I have, but mm-hmm. so I'll just like wait you want to wait? Okay, a little bit, yeah. All right. Uh, so as Vin thinks it's over, the second Inquisitor rips a spike out of Car's back. Vin is dropped. And she rolls to the side with Peter as Carr teeters and falls limp to the side. 
been a shock to learn that this third spike is the secret to the Inquisitors. Uh, well, we learn there's more spikes later, but we'll get to that. <laughs> oh yeah, a lot of spikes, apparently. So the Lord Ruler stands and shouts out betrayal. The Inquisitor rushes at the Lord Ruler, causing his hood to fall back, and Vin realizes that the Inquisitor is Marsh. The Lord Ruler Yay. calls for the Inquisitors again, but then notices a small Nobody pile. Nobody in this book fucking dies. Then notices a small pile of seven steel spikes on the floor, just like the one Marsh had pulled out of car. Vin begins to head up to the, up the dais as well. So what did you think of Marsh being alive? Nobody in this book fucking dies. I mean, Kelsier died. <laughs> we don't know that for sure. <laughs> I was happy, but then I was like, you know what? You're here to die again, so you know. Like, who else? Wait, first off, who else has died? Yedin. Which one's Yedin? Yedin was the leader of the rebellion. Oh yeah, he did die, didn't he? Yeah. That, guy. that little boy that got dragged into the fucking forest to get beheaded or whatever. Do we know his name? No. <laughs> he matters. No, he you doesn't. Know? No, he doesn't. He was, yeah, well, I think Yen was one of the main characters that kind of got beheaded. He was the main character uh, too. The kid? Yeah. You never know. What if he was the next, like, Mistborn or something? Uh, so Marsh... Uh, so what are your thoughts on Marsh killing the other Inquisitors? Yeah, I was just thinking, I was... Uh, I thought it was... At that point, I thought it was, like... I, my thought process was, like, oh, he's so cool, you know? Like, <laughs> But, um... I don't know. It kind of feels like a throwaway solution, in my opinion. That you know Marsh, I mean? who spent all of his time specifically to infiltrate the Ministry, found out the Inquisitor's secrets and killed them all? Yeah. And, beca and became a head of the Ministry? Except that there's also apparently a whole bunch of other Inquisitors out that may come back. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, why are you still here? <laughs> wow. I love Marsh. Marsh is great. I'm so happy that he's back. I I already went through the grieving process. Why are you like <laughs> putting that all to waste? Uh, so Marsh avoids a backhand by the Lord Ruler and then rips the back of the Lord Ruler's suit and freezes when a normal muscular back is there. The Lord Ruler but elbows Marsh in the stomach, throwing him across the room. Vin realizes that Marsh had thought the Lord Ruler also had a spike in his back, but had been wrong, just like Vin had been wrong in her plan. So, what, what were your thoughts on Marsh's uh, plan to try and kill the Lord Ruler? Do you think he had a good one? Yes. I think it was, it was legitimate. Yeah. yeah, like it was legit. It could have been a thing. Yeah, based on what like, you knew about the Inquisitors. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised we didn't come up with a theory that he had his things like that too. What the bracelets? Like, uh, like the uh, yeah, essentially like the bracelets. Yeah, well, I mean, so okay, he was obviously right. Marsh was obviously right that the Lord Ruler had something to pull out that would, like, you know, kill him. Just he just the wrong didn't know. Spot. Yeah, it just wasn't a spike. You know, Remember, which... guys, pulling out kills people. Finn tries to rush to Marsh, but the Lord Ruler somehow pushes the metals inside her body, causing her to fling against a wall. Coins also get thrown, and even bits of the shattered glass slide away from the Lord Ruler as he pushes. The Lord Ruler rips off his jacket and shirt of his suit as he walks down the dais. He has jewelry on his fingers and wrists, as well as several thin bracelets piercing his upper arms. The Lord Ruler asks if they thought, that, uh, thought him some common inquisitor with endowed fabrications of power. Finn flares Pewter and tries to get to Marsh to get away from the Lord Ruler, uh, but the Lord Ruler is faster than her and easily yanks her backwards, flinging her away. Uh, Vin tries to pull on one of the Lord Ruler's bracelets, but he pulls his arm upwards, which skews her pull. He pushes her against. Uh, he pushes her again, and it hits so hard that her earring is torn out of her ear. As she crashes wait, into a... Wait, real quick. Does, did it state that he changed to like his other form, or is he doing this as an old guy? 
No, it was stated that uh, when she bur- that he was uh, in his young form during the. That's yeah, okay. That's, that's that's what I thought, but I wasn't one hundred percent. That I, right now, while you were explaining it, I was having the image of him like being old Guy. and just being being faster than her, just this old man just appearing in front of her constantly. You know? No, this is like thirty year old Lord Ruler. Oh, okay, still older than her, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so he, uh, pushes on her so hard that her earring is torn out of her ear, and she crashes into a stone pillar, and hears a crack and feels pain in her leg. The Lord Ruler begins to speak again, saying he is God, and asks how many Ska he will have to kill before they can see the truth. Finn finds herself running low on metals, and is sure she won't be able to stay conscious without pewter. The Lord Ruler then turns to Marsh and picks him up, saying how dare he do this when he made him superior yeah. to ordinary men. Dominant. That's how when dare Finn- you! <laughs> Vin then realizes that's when Vin realizes she burns the eleventh medal once more and realizes who the Lord Ruler is, speaking the name Rashek out loud. So mm-hmm. What did you think of the Lord Ruler finally being revealed as Rashek? I was right. I was right. Everybody thought I was wrong, but I was right. I mean, who's everybody? <laughs> well, okay. Yeah, I'll say what. <laughs> okay. I pretty uh, sure Darkness uh, agreed with you several times, and I knew all along. <laughs> no. You disagree with me quite a few times. I don't know what you're talking about. You were trying to get me off the trail, but you, I knew better. I knew I was right. I got it right. My theories reign supreme. So, Darkness, Everybody what did you think? Eat a bag of dicks. When Rashik was revealed. Oh, I was like, Mythic's right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was like, ah, oh, he's probably so excited about this. Well, I was, and I read it before you, too. That's the best part. And then, and then, oh, and then I was like, oh, this is, this is the, um, the thing he was talking about during the fucking stream. <laughs> uh, yeah. So the Lord Ruler spins around the name, and Vin says that he killed the real hero of ages and took his place, selfishly taking the power. The Lord Ruler pushes on her again, and Vin struggles to stay conscious with Pewter. She then remembers that he's a ferrochemist and realizes that the rest of the jewelry was to distract from the special bands he wore that pierce his skin. She also thinks that if the Lord Ruler can push on metals inside someone, then so can she. She flares her iron and tries to pull, but can feel herself being crushed by the Lord Ruler's allomancy. She trials upon the mist, and two new lines of metal appear, and she pulls on them, and flares her iron higher and higher, until the bracelets rip free. So what did you think of Vin drawing on the mist here, and being able to pull out the bracelets? So here's a little bit of my theory. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but I have a feeling, and it might be totally off the rails, but I think the mist comes from that one, like, that one, uh, lake, lake thing. The black lake, the the metallic looking lake, or do you mean like yeah. the Hall of Ascension? I think they're both connected. Mm. Mm. Sounds legit. Cause it's it has a metallic, you know, mm-hmm. you know, look metal, and the uh the mist seems to fucking react to elements. So mm-hmm. I'm just like, what if like the mountains that go boom boom or whatever somehow <laughs> affected like. Mountains that go boom boom. <laughs> that somehow affected the state of like the lake, and it's like misform all of a sudden. Mm. Like, so even the mountain that had the the lake on it became an ash mountain, and then it, that's why the mist is like this. Possibly, yeah. Mm. I'm still I'm gonna still go on the fact that I think the mist uh, is an allomantic thing. Well, I mean, technically, so, 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 something. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying I think something is uh, someone or something uh, used too much allomancy and became mist. Or it's the expenditure of every time they use alamancy, burning alamancy, you know, like a forge. It's like the steam. It's just a shit ton of mist that can become mist. 
<laughs> uh, so Vanish dropped, and the Lord Ruler's eyes widen in terror. He drops Marsh and rushes toward the bracelets, but with the last of her power, Vin pushes the bracelets past the Lord Ruler and out the window. The Lord Ruler screams as he rushes to the window, his muscles beginning to deflate, and he begins to age. Sayusin arrives, arrives and hurriedly pours some water and metals down her throat, and Vin quickly begins to burn the metals. Vin tells Sayus to see to Marsh, and Sayus is shocked as he sees Inquisitor Marsh. Marsh gestures at the Lord Ruler's withered form and asks what it is, and Vin tells him it's the dead Lord Ruler. However, Sayus notes that he isn't dead yet. Uh, nope. Vin, Sayus, and Marsh then make their way over to the Lord Ruler, and Sayus tells the Lord Ruler that the people cheer for a new leader. Marsh says the Obligators will forget him, and that as the only Inquisitor left in Luthadel, he will be in charge of the Ministry. The Lord Ruler then says that he was their god, and they don't understand what he does for mankind, and that by killing him, they have doomed themselves. Before the Lord yep. Ruler dies, Vin says that they have a friend who wanted him to know that he can't be killed, and he is hope. Then she stabs him with the spear she is leaning on. So what were your thoughts on the Lord Ruler's final words? So, here I agree with Mythic, because I had the same thought process as well. He was definitely, like, he's not the best leader and shit, like, you know, obviously he was a tyrant and did all this shit, but, like, the world wasn't coming to an end as it seemed in the journals. So I'm just like, this dude was doing something to keep it, like, you know, going. The deepness technically was stopped. Mm, was it, though? Well, it was prevented from taking over. I, mean, it's, I, think it's, I don't think it's stopped. I think it's subdued. I think he's using it. No, it wasn't eliminated. It was just no, well, technically but stopped. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I, well, I, I mean, I, when I say I don't think it's stopped, I think I, the, the real thing is that I think um, he was using, like, taking it from its power like draining from its power to make it weaker so that it wouldn't do whatever it's doing to kill people. And I think that somehow that has to do with the creating these inquisitors or something. Um, like every time he creates an inquisitor, maybe it's lessening the power of the deepness because he's using it. And now that he's gone, the deepness is going to start gaining power again. And then you're going to have to find somebody else <laughs> Vin, uh, to become the hero of ages. Mm. I don't know about draining it, but um, it was definitely doing something to uh, stop it or whatever. Um, yeah, I'm definitely. I, we definitely agree on the fact that he was talking about the deepness. Yeah. Um. But I feel like this is definitely connected to like the upcoming adventures and shit that's gonna happen with Vin and all that. Yeah, we'll get we'll and, get like, to your to your uh, theories about what's gonna happen in the next couple books. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so first, though, the epilogue. So, we got a longer, uh, epigraph for our final one, which is, Oddly, on occasion, I sense a peacefulness within. You would think that after all I have seen, after all I have suffered, my soul would be twi a twisted jumble of stress, confusion, and melancholy. Often, it's just that. But then, there is the peace. I feel it sometimes, as I do now, staring out over the frozen cliffs and glass mountains in the still of the morning watching a sunrise so majestic that I know none shall ever be its match. If there are prophecies, if there is a hero of ages, then my mind whispers that there must be something directing my path. Something is watching, something cares. These peaceful whispers tell me a truth I wish very much to believe. If I fail, another shall come to finish my work. So, for, so first of all, do you think this writer really was the, the hero of ages from the prophecies? Mm -hmm. I think it was. And do you think there will be another Hero of Ages since he failed? Yeah, it's Vin. Probably, yeah. It's probably Vin. Which is, I'm pretty sure I've gone through that. Mm -hmm. You've said it already once. All right. 
So we have Finn's point of view as Sage explains to Marsh that the Lord Ruler was both an Allomancer and a fair chemist. Hmm? Are we not going to go over the fact that he said, like, he was being guided? Oh, yeah, I guess I probably, I, I didn't put a question, but that would be, yeah. What do you think this, this, uh, this, uh, thing that he says must be directing his path is? I think it's one of those multiversal gods shits, but Yep, like, like, like the other yeah. guy, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like okay. the ones that was giving, uh, like, the original breaths or whatever, and then, like, all that shit, like... Mm-hmm. I don't remember what his name is again. I feel but... like this is also, like, uh, yeah, yeah, I feel like, yeah, this is, like, definitely one of those. This is just a fucking intergalactic god war. <laughs> I mean, I feel like, you know, honestly, think about it this way, right? It would be really cool, but it probably would never happen. Uh, that all of these areas, these places that... What the fuck is his name? Lightsaw? Is that who you're talking no, about? No. Basher? The fucking... Hoid. Hoid? Hoid, yeah. Hoid. Alright, all these people that Hoid is going to, is gonna, it's going to be like a giant tournament in the end. They That's all see who's the greatest, you know? Like, like they're they're gearing up for something bigger. Much bigger. That's going to take all of these universes to come together and fight. You know, something stupid like that. That's that's a great idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Never going to happen, but great idea. Mm-hmm. Like the Power Ranger collab. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's Without the giant. He, he's the giant head in the fucking tube. Yeah. So yeah, we have Vin's point of view. As Sage explains to Mars that the Lord Ruler was both an Alamancer and a ferrochemist. Marsh and Ben had supposedly slept most of the day while Sage told the others, who all lived, that they survived. Apparently, Ellen's new government is being set up. Sage explains that usually the age storing was used for disguises, but if someone could burn their fair chemical stores with allomancy, they might be able to use this power tenfold. He would only have to spend a little bit of time older to store a ton of youth, and he could have, he could have another storage to store the extra youth for later. Sage also explains that because he had to keep using more and more use to keep from aging as he got older. As soon as the bracelets were off of him, he began aging rapidly to the age he should have been. So what did you think about the combination oh. of ferrochemy and allomancy? I understood nothing of how that fucking effect like It's broken. I literally didn't understand it. I was like, okay, he used yeah. it to store his youth, and then what? Like, yeah, which made it 100% so, yeah, like, so what basically, part of it amplified it? So basically what he's doing is um, he's uh, has so 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 say he has uh, two metal mines, two ATM metal mines, right? I believe this is how it works. So he uh, drinks a whole bunch of ATM and like then forces himself to be older, and he both burns the ATM as well as stays younger to store or stay older to store all of that youth into metal mines, and then he can later draw on those metal mines. How does burning ATM give him more youth? Because he's burning the metal that he's putting stuff into. So basically, because he has both, he can use it for either ability. Doesn't ATM just let you see like future yeah. shit? But but then ATM. But he's is using it as youth. This age, yeah. So when he burns uh, it, he's burning it for age because he can do both. Oh, so he's getting the energy from the ATM yes. instead of like from like like him being old. Yes. Yes. Uh, I mean, he still has to. Has, yeah, he still he still point. has to be old. But while he's old, he burns yeah. the he uses the atium to like basically make it so up. that the atium that he's the youth that he's storing is like I think say he says it's like ten times more yeah, youth yeah. than he's actually spending time as. Mm-hmm. 
So when he goes in there for like a couple hours every three days, instead of only storing a couple hours of youth, he's instead of storing like days or weeks of youth because he's burning ATM at the same time. Which means he wouldn't. Okay, yeah, okay. And he could do that with any of the elementic abilities or ferrochemical abilities. So he could just turn like super buff and shit? Yeah, so yeah. that's how he was like super buff and yeah. like he, that's how he can like heal from beheadings and from being burned alive because he could store health. That I would way. be terrified if I was him, and like I get beheaded, and then they just come back. Like, what's up? When this man said, "I've been flayed, I've been hung, I've been burned, I've been," I'm like, "Bitch, what the fuck?" <laughs> and apparently, when they flayed him, they didn't get rid of his bracelets. Apparently, <laughs> we'll just work around those. We're too, we're too lazy to pull these out. Just flay him without with them silk in his body, you know. Well, maybe he didn't have, like, the braces set up like that, and he just swallowed the fucking metals. Maybe. Yeah, maybe that became a thing later. Yeah, I could, I could see that. Yeah, we don't know when the flaying happened. I think he says it's pretty early on. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of how it works, is you can basically um, use... You can burn metals to turn them into basically fair chemical stores, okay. if you have both abilities. Uh, busted as fuck. Yes, it is very busted as fuck, which is why he didn't want any other terrorist men to be able to do mm -hmm. it. <laughs> Made sense, even though he seemed to uh, acknowledge how strong they were. You know, then. Uh, so Vin then stares at the city and thinks about how Ellen is likely meeting with both Ska and nobles as, as he drafts a new code of laws for his new government. Vin has her earring back as well, and she isn't sure if she wears it because it's a reminder of her brother and mother, or because it reminds her of the things she shouldn't be able to do. Ben wonders what other metals the Lord Ruler may have hidden from them. Which I'm sure Mythic is thinking about that too. What other metals may be hidden from them because of the Lord Ruler. I was Ruler. gonna say, did she uh, get her fucking earring back? Which she did, right? Um, yeah, she's wearing the earring. Is this really pissing me off? Because I wanna, I wanna believe that she's the same as the Lord Ruler at this point. I, I don't think she's a ferrochemist. That's the thing. I don't think she's gonna be able to do that. But I definitely I think do. she's similar to the Lord Ruler in some way. Uh, I think she's able to do ferrochemy. She just hasn't. So what do you think on Ellen being in charge of the new government? Well, the fact that we didn't get to hear his speech kind of pissed me off. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. For some reason, I didn't expect him to, you know, be, like, essentially king at that point. But, you know, I mean, yeah. it works out. I didn't expect... I expected it to be high up, but, I mean, kings just kind of make sense. Mm-hmm. Which also, ultimately, would make Vin a queen, but... <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes, yeah, you were right. Vin's gonna be queen if she and Ellen stay oh. together. <laughs> yeah, I mean... which he'll die in like the next book, but that's fine. <laughs> uh, I, I hope so, cause her little awkward bullshit. Do I tell him or do I not? Bullshit. Kinda, not. Says, they're yeah. getting. Here's the thing. They're getting married, right? And then she's like, you know what? Uh, the deepness is back. And then um, deepness she's gonna be like, she's not. Nah, she, well. Calm down. We're not there yet. She's gonna be like, I need to go to the Well of Ascension and complete this shit, right? And then she's there. She goes and she finds out that the whole city's fucking corrupted and his her husband is dead. And then she's the last queen left standing, you know. And then the end. Well, okay. I, I I do agree with you in the sense that I think that she's gonna come back and Ellen at least at the very least is gonna be something's gonna happen with him. Um. I, I mean, I still, I still feel like the deepness is some kind of corruption, like a sickness or something. But it just makes sense with the whole "I've killed my friends and family" thing that the dude in the book said. Um, but I want the deepness to be a child, <laughs> just like you know, or childlike. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, do you have any thoughts on Vin keeping the earring? 
I mean, it's going to come in handy sometime. I'm sure. I think it's going to be Sparrowkin related. Mm. Oh, I think something stored in it. Wasn't it uh, an obsidian earring? No, it's a copper no, earring, gold. I believe. Oh, it's copper. Okay. It's a copper. I don't remember actually if they told us what metal it is. Or is it silver? <laughs> I don't think they actually told us what metal it was. We've been over this. She, she had something of obsidian, I thought. She has a piece yeah, of obsidian was, that her brother's keepsake. Yeah. Mm -hmm. was, which yeah, made Darkness think that obsidian was going to be a metal somehow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obsidian is a metal in some specs, but it's not a metal in the IRL, so. Um, like it, yeah. yeah. I forgot so what I was going to say. They then bring oh. up the. <laughs> Terrace breeding programs, and Say suggests that the Lord Ruler feared another Alamancer Ferrochemist combo who could challenge him. And then asks what really happened at the Well of Ascension, what power was there, and Say says that the only person who could have answered that is dead. Uinven says maybe she shouldn't have killed him. Say says the aging would have killed him quickly, anyways. Uh, Saison says he'll have to record n these new histories as he is a keeper, and Vin asks not to be mentioned too much. Marshland suggests that possibly Allomancy is what power was at the Well of Ascension, since there was no mention of Allomancy previously as far as anyone can find. Finn yep. thinks about how she had drawn something from the mist during the fight. Marshland gets up, looking tired, even though he'd only been awake for a few hours. Finn asks if the spikes hurt, and he says they do, all eleven of them. Two, uh, two through his head, eight through in the chest, and one through the back to link them all. Marsh also said he had planned to let them know if his survival... Doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> but they'd watched him closely at first, and Kelsey had moved quickly. Uh, so, yeah, so I have two questions. Is What do you think Vin drew from the mist? She said she drew something. I think she drew in the deepness. Yeah, I think she. The, I think the mist is somehow connected to the deepness in some way. That she is the whatever chosen person. I don't know how they explained it, or how they said it in the, the book, but the, the chosen one, pretty much. The hero um, of ages. And, that's it. The hero. I think she's the hero, the new hero of ages, and that uh, the deepness is somehow drawn to the hero of ages, and so it's attempting to like you know corrupt her. I guess mm. would be the best way to put it. Um, and obviously, she's gonna be the only one who can technically fight that back. So, what do you think, Darkness? I don't know. Okay. What uh, darkness? I How no. I. It's just. Uh, I mean, you don't have to help with anything. No, it's because if I if I try to think about it too hard, my other theories are going to get derailed. <laughs> Alright. Uh, also, what did you think about there being 11 spikes in Inquisitors? Well, at first I thought it was, like, different type of metals. And then I have no idea, because, like, I feel like I didn't get enough description of, like, what those metal spikes are. But okay. Yeah, they don't say the type of metal they are. It just says that there's two through the head, so the two eye ones, eight in the chest, and one in the back, which links them all somehow. I feel like it's also ferrochemy related, mostly because of the healing factor. Yeah, because it is mentioned that Marsh heals pretty quickly. And it doesn't seem to, like, if it were alomancy related, it doesn't, like, use it up, so... Do you have any thoughts on that, Mythic? I'm sorry, I, I had to mute for a minute. I'm back. Oh, okay. Alright, um, uh, what was the question? Sorry. Uh, did you have any thoughts about the fact that there's 11 spikes in Inquisitors? Uh, I mean, aside from the fact that I can't understand how it works in general yeah like it doesn't make sense to me how it connects yeah i don't really understand how the back one fully connects them maybe it's like a rib cage and the spine maybe i don't know it just doesn't it, it didn't explain to me how it would connect it all together by one in the back i wish they would give me a better explanation on how that works but maybe we'll figure out how they're actually made i don't know doubt mm. it because the ruler's no longer here so i mean we kind of get a, a sense 
from what he says when he when he states about uh when Vin asked him about the other dead body and he said it takes a lot of people or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, it also it also maybe uh uh like I when I when he came into being like you know when originally it says oh that was Marsh. Uh, I was like, yeah, that makes sense. He showed he was like really good, and obviously, you know, they want the best of the best, so they would probably have put him in this program or whatever uh, to become, you know, an inquisitor. I could, I could see, I could understand that. There was something he didn't want to talk about, right? Yeah, so we're gonna get there. So Marsh mentions mm-hmm. that he won't forgive Kelsier for achieving Marsh's dream of overthrowing the final empire, and he also won't forgive him for dying while doing it. Sazen asks about the body, and Marge mentions how there had actually been several corpses, and that making an Inquisitor is messy, but he doesn't want to talk any more about it. Yep. That was the part where he doesn't want to talk about anything. He's just like, yeah, there's, it's it's messy. I don't want to talk yeah, about it. Yeah, <laughs> sure. A lot, of, a lot of blood. Yeah, there was a lot of blood. Lot of blood. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marge then asks about Renault, but Sazen says that even the Keepers know little of Condra. They are either related to Misrace or older Misrace and usually remain unseen, but are sometimes hired by nobles. Also, mm. the reason why it couldn't impersonate Kelsier before he died was because it needs to consume the bones of the person it wants to uh, imitate because they have no skeletons of their own. And that's the only reason I think Kelsier's dead. Because mm-hmm. otherwise, I would be like, Sanderson, you don't kill any of your fucking people off. It's annoying. Marston mentions the Chondra is back in a different body and looking for Vin. Apparently, Kelsier had the contract switched to Vin if he died. Says says uh, not to send it away because they are expensive and they might need it in the months to come. Uh, mm. So, did you have any new thoughts on the Chondra? It's going to be a crucial thing at some point. What do you pay them with? ATM. Right? ATM. ATM. I think that the Lord Ruler has like a fucking little hidden army of Chondra or whatever. You think that he's that's why he gets the ATM? He pays them off. Yeah, because I don't think he needs that fucking much ATM just for uh the aging thing. I don't think he just needs it for the aging thing. I think he's also melting it and creating whatever this other metal is that I hope is a true thing. If he wait, if he is um doing that, then he's he's creating the alloy for ATM, which is. We have theories on what that would do, right? What what the other one would do? No, I have no yeah. no theories yet. Let me actually because it has to tie, it has to tie to like uh like future stuff. Yeah, so uh, ATM at the current moment, right? It shows the future, like it shows what other people are going to do in the future, right? So maybe it show maybe whatever the other metal is, it'll show you what you will do in the future. That just gave me a different theory for a different thing, but okay, yeah. Mm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So, Marston says he needs to go meet with a new king to represent the Ministry, and that he plans to slowly try to change the Ministry over time. However, the Inquisitors outside Lucidel could pose a problem, and although he doesn't know how many there are, at one point it was rumored that there were around 20. Uh, Vin then thinks of the Lord Ruler's final words, and worries that she had seen fear in his eyes, not pride. Vin asks Sazed about the deepness, but he doesn't know much. Vin thinks about how the Lord Ruler had spoken in present tense about helping the word not, world, not past tense. So, do you have fears about the Lord Ruler's final words as well, which we kind of already discussed? Do you guys think the that he was doing something ongoing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Uh, so, it's then mentioned that Elland is using Keep Venture as his headquarters for now, and that they hadn't found the Lord Ruler's supply of ATM in the Treasury. Apparently, Elland uh, had stopped... Apparently, Elland has stopped the Ska and Noble soldiers from fighting with the help of Breeze's soothing. Finn notes that Kelsier would be mad that they left a noble in charge, and Say says they didn't put a noble on the throne, they put a good man on the throne. 
Finn responds that she's known a few of those now, which is kind of cute, because before she had said she'd never met a good man before when she first joined the crew. Uh, so we skip to that night as Finn watches Ellen from through a skylight. Everyone had accepted Ellen as king, but Marsh says the no nobility think they can use him as a puppet, and the Scar are already beginning to form factions. Finn thinks that Ellen will make a good king, though. She hesitates to go to Ellen, thinking she doesn't deserve him. She turns to leave, upset with herself, but then remembers that Reen had died protecting her. Reen's voice whispers in her mind to go back. She drops through the skylight and tells Ellen he reads too much around ladies. Ellen throws back his chair and envelops her in a warm embrace, and Vin realizes this is all she ever wanted. So are you happy with their little ending there? No, because she took fucking forever. <laughs> also, now I'm, now I'm just sitting here thinking about missings and how... God, there could be it could there be an ATM missing and they just don't know it because of how fucking like expensive if, ATM is? Oh god. What if Ellen's is a missing? And it's just one for like a medal they don't know. Is that ATM missing? <laughs> yeah, what if it's a rare metal instead of like a right, I have I have a I have a really big brain theory. Okay. <laughs> okay. I don't know what metal it is. I'm hoping it's a metal eventually. Uh because there's a, apparently something that takes away uh, Alanancy. I'm hoping there's one that gives Alanancy. Uh, and what if Ellen eats that that gives him Alamancy? <laughs> and then he becomes an Alamancy. I'm hoping. Only because I like Ellen now. You do? Do we have this? Well, yeah, I like Ellen because he seems to be the only person in this book who has a direct oh. idea. Oh, yeah, that too. But has a direct idea of what he wants to do and he goes and does it. <laughs> like, he he straight up was like, "Hey, I made all these laws, guys. I don't. I'm probably never going to use it, but I made it. I did all this. I like, did all this know, research on governments and how they should work. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm I'm very researched in this. I mean, I'll just you know, and then and then oh oh shit, the girl that I you know feel like I like, she's in trouble. I'm going to go immediately to her. And I'm also going to get the best guys in my army to go with me. Yeah." Yeah, exactly. Like didn't just get anyone. I got the best guys. Plus, I got this guy who knows the palace, very well prepared. Just, yeah. If only uh, anyone just... had told him that Vin was a misborn, maybe he would have brought some medals for her. <laughs> right? He probably would have, to be honest. He probably would have thought of that. In, in, in all honesty, this second <laughs> book comes up. I'm I'm hundred percent think he's gonna be like that. He's gonna do stuff like that. Like he's gonna be the. Just always gonna have medals husband. with him for. <laughs> hey, babe, I brought you like this, like. 24 pack of like golden gifts and shit. <laughs> um, so what did you think about Reen's voice giving positive advice for once at the end? I think he needs to fucking like get his shit together and figure out what he wants because <laughs> I'm sorry, I say that again because uh, I was being talked to. What was what was that? I said, What did you think about Reen's voice giving positive advice for once? Oh, I know, right? Well, it's her subconscious, it's not Reen's voice. <laughs> she needs to stop with that. Um, so, book overview questions now. So, what did you think about this book overall? It was a good book. It, it was okay. Yeah, it was a good book. Where, where would you... It wasn't as good as Warbreaker, but it was a good where, book. Where would, how would you rank our th first three books now, between Warbreaker, Elantris, and Mistborn? How would you how would you rank the three of them? Elantris is obviously going to be the bottom every time, so... I think this... I don't care what book you throw at us, it's going to always be the bottom. It was terrible. So, um, so Mythics is Warbreaker, Mistborn, Elantris, and it sounds like Darkness yeah. is what Warbreaker, War Elantris, Mistborn. Yeah, really. Uh, I think you... it's more because I'm sorry. I think it's more because I'm doled down from like too many surprises at this point. <laughs> that's what. That's the one thing I did feel about Mistborn too is that I felt it was a little too fast paced for me. Mm -hmm. I like the slower books, and I feel like Mistborn, the, especially the first book, is very very fast paced. 
Yeah, because when the Sender Lynch hits, it's not that, like, impactful in this to me. Mm. Because I knew what was coming. Everybody was already setting up for it. Like, yes, sir. I, I kind of, I think I agree with uh, Darkness's. I don't know. I'm, I'm unsure if I would put a Lantris or Warbreaker above the other. But I, I definitely agree that I think of the three Mistborn is the first Mistborn book is my least favorite. But I know Jesus would probably rate it the top of these three. Mm. Anyone watching Jesus is my fiance. Because <laughs> a lot of our listeners do not know anything else about um, our stream stuff. And by, she means, by, like, the time, by the time this comes out, it'll be husband, but sure. And she means the, <laughs> bibli- the biblical sense, not the... No, actual, no, no. I mean, Jesus... Uh, no, man. she's married to like a picture of Jesus. Okay. She has a portrait hanging on <laughs> her. Like, she had a whole body pillow oh and everything. My gosh. Yeah. Anyways, um, so do, I think you guys might have kind of answered this. Do you think that the Lord Ruler got Alamancy from the Well of Ascension, or was there something more that made him more godlike? Like, kind of Vin kind of was like, oh, he feels very godlike to me when she looked into his eyes. So do you think he just got Alamancy there, or like... I, he got it at the Well of Ascension. Was, you, do you think there was anything else that was what I'm saying, or was there... Is Alamancy what um, he got? Because Vin kind of like, was kind of like, oh, I don't know if that's all it was. Whereas Marsh is like, ah, oh, it's probably just Alamancy. Hmm. I think there's... I think there is more. Ultimately, I always thought it was intent-based, whatever happened at the Well of Ascension. Mm. And do you think so he just wanted it, power, so that's why he got Alamancy? Yeah, he wanted that like suppressive power. I see. What do you think, Mythic? Well, I definitely think the Well of Ascension gave Alamancy so. Like, I, I think that's where it all started. Maybe it's the Well of Ascension because it's melted down a metal of, like, the one that gives Alamancy, quote-unquote, that we think it is. Right. And what are your predictions for the next book, The Well of Ascension? <laughs> okay, so, first off, first off, I'm going to state it before we read this book. Okay? Mm-hmm. Kelsier is going to come back. Because nobody in this fucking book dies. <laughs> now, I mean, that that goes without saying the one person uh, that was in the big group uh, of people, he died. I, that I don't think he comes back. And the little kid, just to sa- satiate Darkness's uh, <laughs> thing there, um, I don't think they're coming back. Obviously, there's death in the book, but I don't think like these main people die ever. Okay. Because <laughs> like, they keep coming back, and it Takes what if it just died? What if Finn goes to the Well of Ascension and it gives her a uh, Ferrochemy? Mm, that would be pretty cool. And then we don't even know how Ferrochemy uh, activates in a person. Yeah, so as far as we know, there's no snapping. You're just born with it and able to use it. I Faye still reason, hasn't really I... fully told us everything. The keepers kind of keep things quite secret. Yeah, I hope that changes. Although, considering I there's keep... uh, the Ferrochemy table at the back, maybe you guys get some more about it next book. I keep wanting to believe that for some reason that um, her mother was like either related or was a terrorist person. Mm. Yeah. All right. Do you guys have any other predictions for the Well of Ascension? Oh, so I don't. What if like the uh, the original hero of Aegis is also like not dead? <laughs> think you're gonna learn more about the original hero of Aegis? I hope so. I think I think we're definitely gonna learn more about the hero. It's his like that was his whole quest. Like you're telling me, there's a whole fucking book named after like <laughs> where he was going, and he's not gonna be related. To it? Nah. There's also a whole gonna... book named the Hero of Ages, which is the third book. Exactly. Like, huh? <laughs> like what if like what if she goes there and he's like trapped there somehow or some shit, and then like she's like pulling him out and shit, and then that's the mm. third book or something, and the mm. Hero of Ages turns out to be, uh him actually and vin's part was just to liberate him and then 
they get rid of the deepness in the third book. Alright. Any other thoughts with it? I don't know. I mean, I definitely think it gives him the power. I don't know. I feel like it gave him more than Alamancy, though. I don't know. Okay. Like it gave him a heightened power, but mm. I feel like we don't have enough information to know what it gave yet. <laughs> what if it is a tournament thought. sort of thing? And like, the mm-hmm. higher you go in your world's power, the more you are like ascending to like a higher being. I have an idea. And then you get oh. chose Dragon Ball style. <laughs> I don't know if it's the Well of Ascension or anything like that, but I'm trying to trying to think of what the deepness would be. And I'm stuck on the fact that, like, what was it? The the one guy who keeps going through everything. God damn it. Hoid. I'm stuck on Hoid. And, like, the fact that there should... I feel like there could be other, basically, Hoids, like, gods or whatever, that would uh, be able to go through time or go through uh, different, yeah, worlds and stuff and be able to interact with them in some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. What if he's something with a deepness, like, some person like Hoid, but they're e- more evil. They're not, like... No, yeah, that's, I'm pretty sure. Something. I'm pretty sure in the first book, I had a theory that like these mm-hmm. were like gods fighting. Like, there's the ones that were like against on one side, and then the other ones that you know were supporting okay. the ones that uh, but, on that side. But my thought here is, what if, uh, what if uh, the thing that he's talking about, um, the the when the Lord Ruler died, the thing he was talking about was more of like he was holding back. Like, uh, like he learned something, and he's holding back um, some entity that, and becomes known as the Deepness. But it's an actual, like, entity that's able to do things in the world. Um, and with his death, it's like unlocking, basically, a cage that is opening up and uh, releasing him back into the world. Like, you know, like a big creature or something, you know, something that's going to ruin the world. It also makes me think about the mist itself. So, like, you know, like, holding back the mist, but, like, I don't know, it's just something... I want more god shit. Hoy gives me more... Wants, makes me make, want more god shit. <laughs> I want to know more about the gods. And obviously, like, in D&D lore, there are the evil and the good gods, and then there are neutral gods, obviously. But, like, you know, they have the good, the good and the bad side, because you have to have balance. I feel like he could also do that in this book, especially since he's done gold and electrum. Um. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why, but I have like this like tunnel vision when it comes to wells. <laughs> oh, wow. If there's a well mentioned, I'm yeah, gonna like Lantras. You're also like the well, <laughs> the one well yeah. in the town. <laughs> and not only that, but I'm pretty sure in my mind, the pool that was in the library was also like a well, sort of like form in my head, and also what uh was looking through after that was just like all well shaped in my fucking head <laughs> and then suddenly we get a well small bodies and I'm like, of water it's is, what darkness is yeah. focused on did we ever figure out where the well of ascension was on the map that you guys had uh yeah they said, I, I think it, I they said it's in the terrace dominance and the terrace dominance is like just north. they only show a little bit of it up north so there, there's not really like a proper view of it i'm pretty sure i saw the they have the yeah, words like, for it, but it's like some mountains. It's okay. right there. It's number eight on the map thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's it for our third book, Mistborn, the Final Empire. 